And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games Podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Christine Steimer. Hello. And Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello. It looked like you were either going to sneeze or you were going to burp. I was going to burp. I swear <laughs> this whiskey, I was definitely going to burp, but I got I swallowed it or whatever you do with burps. I don't know. Uh, and something's wrong just, with it. The gas just dissipated. It just dissipated. Something, it's gone Something's forever. wrong with it? What's wrong? What's wrong with it? It tastes like, like someone spiked it with bleach. What? Why are you continuing to drink it? <laughs> because if anything, college has taught me, Simon, it's that alcohol neutralizes all of the bad things. That's not, not true or true. <laughs> you know when you play beer pong and the ball would be rolling around on the ground and you think, oh, the beer cleanses so it. You're it's saying fine. it disinfects, which is what bleach also does, but it also kills you. So please it, don't. don't ingest bleach, everybody. Yeah, don't. Contrary do to what some people on television might tell you, bleach inside your body, bad. Bleach does, outside your body, okay. Yeah, leave don't, it outside. Don't say we never taught you anything on what's good games. It's don't true. That's, a, that's an actual fact. We are not medical professionals for the record. But don't we are fucking not drink bleach. Medical but I, professionals. But I feel like <laughs> we can that's tell people. pretty solid advice. In confidence, <laughs> don't drink bleach. You would you would think it would be, but I just am covering our bases. Okay. So, yeah, that's um, a good call. <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. Whether this is your first episode or your one hundred and sixty ninth episode. Oh, no. oh snap! Ooh. We are glad that you are here. Joining Joining us for your favorite video game podcast. Brittany, we had a cool shout out this week. We you did. Were featured in a list of video game podcasts. From one Digital Trends. They had their top podcasts on there, video game podcasts on there. We were on there. Spawn on Me was on there. Kind of Funny was on there. I'm telling you. Nice. Yeah. Beyond was on there. Giant Bomb was on there. It was a pretty good list. It was good company to keep. Yeah, I feel very so happy about it. So thanks, Digital Trends. That was nice of you. Uh, we've got a big stream coming up on Tuesday, June 30th. We've been talking to you guys about this. We're teaming up with our friends at GameSpot for their summer charity stream from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. You guys can watch us streaming over there. We will send out all of those links on our social channels. So what's good underscore games on Twitter is the best place to follow. So get those links, but don't forget to mark your calendars. We'd love to have you join us. It'll be fun. Pride Month is still going strong. As you can see, I'm wearing one of our Pride shirts that's available at whatsgoodgames.com slash store. 100% of the profits of all of our Pride apparel items are going to our friends at GLAAD, who are doing good work to make sure that the voices of the LGBTQ plus community are represented accurately in the world of video games. And we have decided it's been a little rough since the pandemic began and we need to take a break. So we are having our What's Good Games summer break starting next Tuesday July 2nd, we are going to be offline, but don't worry. 
There'll still be a show every Friday because we've got content for you. You know us. We can't break our streak now. We've know, never right? missed a like, Friday. We've, we've never missed a show. We're not going to miss a show. No. We're just going to do a little production magic yes. behind the scenes Ooh. for you. But we will be taking Monday, July 6th off from What's Good Games Live. But don't worry, the podcast on Friday will go up as scheduled. And we are excited to bring you guys our TLU spoiler cast next week and then yes. the week after will be our game of the year so far discussion. Yes. yes. Lots to talk about. And shout out to Rihanna Manuel for appearing on Inside Gaming this week to talk about TLU 2 on their spoiler cast. So she had a good discussion, I imagine. I haven't been able to catch it yet. It just went up today, I think. Mm. So if you guys want to check it out, Inside Gaming, I think retweeted the link as well. And... We will be back after the What's Good Game summer break on Sunday, July 2nd, for our live reactions to Ubisoft Forward. July 12th. Did I say yeah, July 2nd? Yeah. That was a mistake. Whoops. <laughs> oh, I mean July 12th. And we have a secret piece of content going up in the middle that's under embargo that I can't talk to you about. But <gasps> when, it, when it launches, you'll know what it is. Surprise! <laughs> Ladies, do you know what you're going to do during your little summer break? Do you have any ideas? I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, prob- right. I'm probably still going to work. Um, so the, the cool thing is I got sent the Destiny Cookbook, which oh. is coming out in August. Yes. And I'm very excited about it. And there's lots of drink recipes. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe do a video with these drink recipes but i also told myself that the whole idea of vacation is to not work so i'm hoping to catch up on some books because i have been sorely neglecting my reading and y'all know i love me some fantasy books up in here and i still haven't finished his dark materials so yeah i'm gonna just maybe lay out in the sun and read a book for a little bit as you should as you should maybe i'll go out to the beach and go for a walk and make sure i'm like at least 20 feet from anybody and wearing a mask of (laughs) course stay away but like it would be nice to like feel the ocean breeze on my face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I miss the water. I live not that far from it and I haven't seen it in months. <laughs> you know, I'm looking outside. It's a relatively warm day here. It's about eighty, eighty two right now. I'm like, huh, it what is. is what does sun feel like? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can go outside, Brittany. I could, but the computer's here and the computers where all the magic. That's true. Happens. I don't mean I don't mean like right now. I mean yeah, I could. You guys what if you just got up and own. walked off the show. Like, <laughs> don't Bye. leave, Brittany, no. Uh, what are you gonna do, Britt? Uh work probably as well. I think, you know, just because we're not on the show doesn't mean we're not doing shit behind the scenes. But probably just email management. I think it's gonna be a little nice staycation. I should have a review copy by the end of a certain game that I'm excited to play. So you know, just kind of veg, do what I love. True. Play video games in my pajamas. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No makeup. No makeup. No hair. You're kind of stinky. Who no really hair. Cares? Where'd your hair go? Wait, no hair. No hair doing. No hair <laughs> up, up making. Yeah, no hair. Just <laughs> shave Goodbye. it off. Goodbye. Buzz. It's her buzz cut for the summer. It's yeah. Summer Sometimes you just need to feel that breeze on your scalp. Both the way. <laughs> Amazing. All right, you guys. Let's keep on a rolling. Thank you to this month's Patreon producers. Chewy's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Atay, Mohammed Mohammed, Marcus Brown, Puck Defied, and Malay Bittner. And welcome to our Patreon community. Aaron Easton, Chelsea May, 456, who cares? Jeremy Davidson, Amanda Eurisha? Eurita? I'm sorry, Amanda, I definitely butchered your name. Oh, Wedgie Woman. Amazing. <laughs> and Yazid Arahi? 
All right. Is Wedgie Woman like Captain Underpants' wife? Ooh, good question. I feel like that's the title I would take. I was married to Captain Underpants. I'm Wedgie Woman. I'm Wedgie Woman. (laughs) What? Uh, Brittany, we've got some new podcast reviews. We do. We have S. Tyler Hoffman, Jordan, a.k.a. J-Man, Lionheart, and Dame0101, who says, Wow, it's the Powerpuffs. Did you guys know that you match the temperaments and hair colors of the freaking Powerpuff Girls? I've listened we to you guys that. for a long time and watched a bunch of podcasts and just realized that you should get some kind of marketing deal or something. Yeah, every time Liz have decided someone sweet. calls us out for being Powerpuff Girls, I'm going to give them the Muppet voice. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's... I like it. Okay. Mm. And then we have If Memory it. Serves, and then we have Blue Steel Simba. Pro tip, for the full wine whiskey effect, play the podcast on half speed in honor of good <laughs> whiskey. If you've never listened to oh, a podcast so on half speed, it's hilarious. Dude, I had... So one of the things in Tilu that you can do is you can slow down time when you go into like... And <laughs> you can do in Tilu. That's exactly so. If someone's talking, so and you go into like aim down the sights, it will slow them down. And it sounds so stupid. It just like kind of makes you laugh instead of being serious in the moment. Um, but so that's a pro tip. If you need a little levity in the in Tilu, just put on slow. Mm, makes sense. And uh, listen to the voices go really slowly. You sound like an Elcor. Yes. Excited. Affirmative response. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. That is it for our announcements. Let's get into the news. But before we do that, oh, don't worry. I'm not psyching you out with an ad read. There are no sponsors on this week's show. Instead, we want to take a moment to talk about everything that's happening in the industry. So we had a chat amongst the three of us and we're like, so what are we going to do about all of the things that are happening on social media and in the news in the video games industry and we collectively agreed that we did not want to deep dive into any of these stories that there are many outlets out there that have done much better reporting on the issues of the allegations of systemic harassment misconduct sexual assault and other really terrible things happening to people in the video games industry and We decided if you guys want to look up those details that you can go seek those out on other sites that have done a much better job of reporting on them than we could ever possibly do here at What's Good Games. And just be warned, not that I probably need to warn you, that there's some really traumatic stuff that's been posted this week. And we applaud all the people who have come forward with their stories and, you know, we empathize because as I mentioned in my statement... (laughs) There isn't a woman on planet Earth that hasn't come into contact with some grossness in her life. And hopefully we can eliminate that number or at least make it smaller <laughs> as soon as we can. And then hopefully one day, you know, women can, you know, rise up and not be oppressed. And I just wanted to get that out of the way. So if you guys were like, are they going to address those stories? No, we're not planning to talk about that. But I do have a little bit more that I would like to say. And I wrote it up so that I wouldn't mince words here. Because you may have seen that I was tagged in one of these stories this week. I was cited in a long post from someone about not being a strong enough ally in a moment that was five years ago. And as I mentioned in the statement that I posted on Twitter and Facebook, which I know a lot of you have seen, no one is a perfect ally, including me. 
And I know that I have been a better ally in recent years and that I have certainly grown a lot since that moment five years ago. But the multitude of stories that have come across our screens this week have affected all aspects of the video games industry. And they have caused all of us to stop and reflect. I want to remind you guys that no one is owed every detail of the woman's story that I'm named in, of my personal stories, or of anyone's stories for that matter. We're people. We're actual real human beings trying to deal with messy and often traumatic situations in real time with a lot of people weighing in that probably have no business weighing in. And here at What's Good Games, I don't think we need to remind you, but I'm happy to do so now, that we always strive to be thoughtful while constantly being open to personal growth. And I'll echo what I said in our Facebook fan page, that What's Good Games has never blacklisted anyone from working with us. We love working with people. We are excited to work with whoever we can. And we pride ourselves, of course, on being a community for everyone. Well, except for the dicks, of course. Yeah, but you can, you can have a dick, to be clear. Yes. Oh, yes. You could definitely have a dick. If you have a dick, you are welcome here. Mm-hmm. You just can't be a dick. Correct. We know that it's a very stressful time in the world right now. Tensions are very high, but we want to remind you and ask you to please respect the voices that are coming forward this week. It's really hard to talk about these things. And as our girl Rihanna reminds us, we think it's important to hammer home. It's better sometimes to just listen. Be a good human. Yeah, be a good human. That's great advice, Britt. Thanks. All right, now let's talk about some video games. So what we get? We got, we got lots of stuff. So we're, we've decided we're going to put all of the cyberpunk stuff in the second segment of the show. I know. you. <laughs> Hopefully you guys saw Brittany's video where she took some of our patron questions. We're going to do an even deeper dive when we hear about her hands-on time. She got a whopping four hours of time. Oof, I got 12 pages of I'm ready. Girl, I'm ready. Oh, get comfortable, ready ladies. for nerd Britney. I want you to get some glasses so you can push them up. Okay. So if you're anxious to go right to Cyberpunk, check the timestamps. You can jump right there. But first, there was another big game that we were looking forward to hearing about this week. Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. So they did their war table this week, which was a live stream where they ran through a bunch of features and they showed some new gameplay, showed a couple new cutscenes. And they talked about a lot of details in the game. So Polygon had a nice little write-up, and their write-up says, Crystal Dynamics offered a new look at Marvel's Avengers, the upcoming single-player and cooperative action-adventure game, on Wednesday during its War Table livestream. Here's what we learned. MODOK is the big bad. We've seen a few Marvel villains like Abomination and Taskmaster in gameplay snippets, but players will also battle hundreds of mechanized soldiers and robots built by AIM, the Advanced Idea Mechanics, which deploys its creations under the guise of security after the Avengers disband. At the head of AIM is George Tarleton, better known as MODOK, a.k.a the mechanized organism designed only for killing. Um, Some more story insights from Polygon on Thor's hero mission include what appears to be an early mission from Marvel's Avengers, Thor returns dressed as his alter eagle ego, excuse me, Donald Blake, to help the Avengers take on an aim threat and prevent the crash of the helicarrier known as the Chimera. Hero missions in Crystal Dynamics' name for story-based single-player missions will move the story-based campaign forward. Sorry, let me just clarify. Hero missions are the single-player campaign missions that will then move that affiliated story-based campaign forward. There we go. There you go. Nailed it. Um, 
Thank you. Uh, if you guys want to look at the co-op war zones, which of course are the multiplayer uh, war zones, are repeatable cooperative missions, aka grind time, that take place in each uh, in wide open spaces (quotations) and dense interiors, where players will take their customizable Avenger out for a spin. Each hero in the Avengers has dozens of unlockable cosmetic outfits, some of which can be earned by completing missions and objectives, and some of which will only be available through the in-game marketplace, which we knew. As players embark on co-op missions, they'll work with a variety of factions, including Inhuman Resistance Group and former S.H.I.E.L.D. members, such as Nick Fury and Dumb Dumb Dugan. Duggan? I don't know this guy. Who is this guy? Uh, I don't know if you fucking ask me. Um, anyone who's played Destiny will find much of Marvel's no Avengers factions is. interactions very familiar looking. Players will also rebuild their own helicarrier and team up with other players for special two-on-one finishing moves. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, they re- announced that the game is going to be released on September 4th for Google Stadia, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. When those consoles debut, you will get a next-gen upgrade for free. So if you decide you want to play it right away in September and you have the PS4 the Xbox One, you can play it again or continue playing when Series X and PS5 are released for free. There you go. And then go. they showed a bunch of screens, like menu screens about upgrading. They showed some cosmetics. And it was uh, all around a pretty good deep dive. Was there anything in there that you were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Just like that. In a mm. British accent. Yeah. Oh, my was God, that that's so it cool. It was an attempt British accent. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> don't give me too much credit, Simon. It's fine. <laughs> no, and I think that's because they did a really good job, in my opinion, of focusing on where they took inspiration from the comics and the incredible, what they always refer to as the 80-year history of the Avengers in Marvel Comics. And I thought that they that it was really well done and it played specifically to people who love the comic books. But I am not that person. I just have never read the full history of the Avengers. I've read I mean, very few either. comics and graphic novels overall. And so for me, I didn't have anything that blew my skirt up when I saw it, but I imagine that there are some hardcore comic fans that saw like a costume or a reference that they were like, oh my God, <laughs> but that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was pulling this story, I, w- I looked through about five different articles. And I was like, because I don't know what any of this shit means. I don't know what Dum Dum Dugan is, or I didn't know That's Thor the had only an one I don't know. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is, but like, I know the other names. Modoc. Someone out- someone is listening to our podcast screaming like, oh my God, this is who it is. That's me. So but the more I-, I read about this game, the more I'm attracted to it because of the mechanics. Although like the co-op mission oh. sound fun, kind of like grindy, but hey, like, you know, I could go for some mindless Mindless grinding right now, aka a one night stand. I'm not looking for a one night stand. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. But I liked how in the bottom of the article they had Hulk in that fancy like mafia style suit. Yeah, yeah, the nice pinstripe suit. Yeah. So Dum Dum Duggan, we have googled. He is a Shield agent. Ah, an officer of Shield and one of the most experienced members of Nick Fury's team, known for his marksmanship with rifles and impressive physique. He might want to consider changing his name because I don't know if you could take someone seriously that is called Dum Dum Dum. Dum. <laughs> like that's not not the just yeah. Pick uh, another name. You could do it legally, son. Did yeah, you know I mean, l- listen. Here's the thing. Overall, I think this game looks cool. I think that the what they showed now is the best way to convince people who are Marvel fans and who want to know more about 
where the Avengers storyline is going. I think they did a good job of that. I think what they're still struggling with is people still don't kind of understand the scope of the game. And I think it's clear that people want an open world Avengers game and that's not what this game is. And they're not going to get that. And they're either going to be okay with that or they're not. Because I was watching some of the comments roll by during the live stream when the war table was going and it felt like it was like 50-50 people being excited and people being like, ooh, shit, you know, like everybody does <laughs> yeah, in comments. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think I agree. Like, I've, I've seen some criticism of it looking a little generic. And I'm like, I do, I kind of see that in the sense of when you get to the gameplay, it kind of looks like very similar to a lot of other action games. And like, it doesn't necessarily have a, an incredibly unique spin other than the fact that it is Marvel heroes attached to it and their powers are super fun. Like, I think that's kind of where the line is but um when we played it i do think it plays well i think kind of visually it looks yeah it just looks a little it does come off and pass a little bit more generic or a little bit like kind of whatever um but but i did enjoy i did enjoy the i mean granted it was a short demo so who's to say how long that will stay fun over the course of time but i enjoyed the demo that we played Uh, it was kind of fun to just we got to try all of them it was fun to hulk smash it was fun to be thor um so this is just one of those games where I feel like it'll be good, dumb, fun, like good, dumb, clean, fun, like <laughs> popcorn flick if you're looking for a movie comparative. And I'm not sure that I'm expecting any more out of it than that. And I think that's at least that's where my personal expectations lie. And if you're expecting it to be maybe like the Spider-Man. Yeah, like, a you know, something to really turn the genre on its head. I don't think it's going to. I could be wrong. But yeah. keep your expectations my... in check, baby yeah. girl. You know, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, oh, September 4th, that's so far away. But because time has no, no meaning. No, it's not. Because time has no meaning. Yes, I realize we're almost in July. So, yeah, get that. June get... has flown by, but that's also probably because I moved. So I know the whole, the whole year. The whole year has seemed like it's lasted 20 years, but also it's just. But also like... five minutes. Yeah, I don't know. It's happening. a very yeah. strange time yeah. loop continuum thing. I saw someone in my Twitter feed tweet that. March and April moved at three miles per hour because they felt like they were going so slow. And then June has been moving at 300 miles per hour. March is the, March is the (laughs) only one I thought that felt really slow. And I think that's because it went so drastically from we, cause we came back from PAX in March. Right. Yeah. So like we came back from PAX and then everything hit. So that month just felt forever because it was such a change um, and then from then on, it's been like, oh, this month will feel long. And then it hasn't. So like every month has just disappeared. <laughs> Don't know where it goes. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to read this next story because we have one Animal Crossing expert. And to continue down the line of 2020 is the weirdest year. I never thought I would say that expert is Andrea Renee, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, you know. What's up, girl? So Animal Crossing New Horizons update is adding swimming, Pascal, and more. This comes from Polygon. Does that mean you can fall so- in the river? No, you can go in the ocean, Steimer. I'll show you. I'll show you. (laughs) Swimming and diving are coming to Animal Crossing New Horizons as part of a free update due to be released on July 3rd. Players will be able to donate sea creatures, eels, starfish, scallops, anemones, did I say that right, and more 
to Blathers Museum and they'll score new mermaid themed DIY recipes from <gasps> Pascal, Nintendo said in a news release. I got excited because I just watched her do it. Like, I pulled the trailer up so she could see and then the she ocean. watched the girl dive into the ocean. Oh, yeah. She got very the excited. Pelican Gulliver will also get a change of clothes as part of July's update. He's getting a pirate themed look. Is that, a, is that the dude who's always washed up along the beach? Yeah, and he's like, go find my five communicator pieces, and then if you keep them, they're rusty parts to build your robot, but in order to get the golden shovel, you have to help him 30 times. I mean, what's his problem? Is he just getting so drunk on the ship, he keeps falling over? Apparently. What the hell? Knows. Get your shit together, Gulliver. Anyway, he's getting pirate looks that will give players an unidentified special reward for helping him out. For helping him out. Nintendo says another free update for Animal Crossing New Horizons is coming in early August, but didn't specify what content it will bring to the charming life sim. A trailer released Thursday seems to indicate the update will add fireworks to the game. So I know with the 3DS games, you could swim, but you always had to watch out for jellyfish. <gasps> so pretty i'm looking at yes. some of the new things and they're very pretty the mermaid diys i'm like oh, <laughs> i'm so excited because i have a, an underwater theme in my house already so if you guys saw my animal crossing tour on ign my my island has definitely like changed since then that was three weeks ago now which is wild wow I, <laughs> I recorded that that long ago but I had reached out to Felicia Day, and we're going to try to get her on the show. We're going to go to her island and do a tour, and, and then she's going to come visit my island. So we don't know when we're going to do that yet. It's just... I love this thumbnail of her mid-flip. <laughs> yes, where her legs, feet are just up like, in the air. It's like she's like doing the happy baby pose, but like but in like, the air. Yeah, <laughs> just rotated. Da- dangerous. Do they sh- like you're going hit, to hit your back on the water. Did yeah. they show any of the mermaid gear? Yes, yes, they did. It's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So if it's you very go, pretty. I retweeted it. If you would just go to my account, or you can just go to at Animal Crossing, and you'll find it there. Tom Nook says, "Here's an announcement." Ooh, it's yeah. very cute. I've got to say, again, I haven't fired up Animal Crossing in quite some time, but that's adorable. Yeah, so I'm excited because I've decided that my next big project on my island is building a sports bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Where are you doing like, that? Got, gonna have wings in it. Um, I've never seen wings, but I've seen some custom, I've seen some custom codes for wings that you can place on things. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's, so they have hat design. You can design a hat, a top hat in the game, but like you can manipulate it to make it look like the brim of the hat is a plate and then whatever's on the top of the hat is like food. Oh, okay. So when you place it in world, it looks like, like a (laughs) plate of something so i have um, one of my stalls in the what's good games carnival that i have on my island i've got a hamburger stand and a pizza stand because with like hats air quotes uh. <laughs> i showed it to brian altano and he was like i feel i feel inadequate that you have pizza on your island and i don't have pizza on my island no, yet. i want pizza let's stop talking about it i just want to <laughs> go have a barbecue out in public with friends yeah Talking I about all too. those summer activities, a sports bar. Now I want a hot dog. I just want food. Mm. Food and friends. Mostly food. <laughs> Brittany's like, I'm just hungry. So I was like, me too. <laughs> Where are you going to put Always your sports hungry. bar? Do you have a spot for it? Yeah. So I, there was a part of my island that I thought I was originally going to reserve for a wrestling ring. And then Whoa. I went to my friend John Carl's island and the fabulous setup that he put there with 
his like NWO wrestling ring. I was like, I can never, I can never compete with this. So um, I'm definitely just so I'm gonna pin up. my goalpost to something else. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Why don't I just scratch that? I don't need a basketball court. I don't need some wrestling ring. I'm gonna demolish this whole area, and I made part of it an outdoor movie theater, which is really fun. Oh. And then I'm making the other half of it my bar my sports bar so so far i've got like my bar build i've got a dartboard i've got some really cool chairs that look like baseball mitts like i got trophy case sitting in a mitt yeah into it i'm working i would love to live on your island i could go to i wish i could go to a sports bar right now i've got a spa i've got an outdoor spa (laughs) i've got a wine and pizza bar are you going to have like a... Stop talking a, about pizza. <laughs> you said, you, oh, you already said you got a dartboard, so you already got that covered. Okay. Get, I, got a pool t- I got a pool table. I got a dartboard. Pool tabs. Those are the best. I've got a bingo. I've got a bingo thing. Okay. A bingo thing? You know, the little... The, the oh, container that holds sure, the sure. balls that the you little like spin the little handle. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It has a name. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. The, I can't remember what it's called. A ball It's like holder. a lottery thing, too. Yeah. You can use exactly. it. Exactly. I've got that. I don't. It's your RNG machine. Let's just call it that. I like yeah. it. That's a good one. Manual RNG machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm work. I'm working on it. I'm. I've got some stuff happening. Okay. And I caught a great white shark and a hammerhead shark in the same 24 hour period, and I felt very proud of myself. Is that a really Can't say big I would deal? Want to, I mean, wouldn't you be like? I mean, shocked I, I caught a great white a great shark. White shark. Listen, Steimer, you're talking to someone who <laughs> caught a great white shark in Yakuza Three. Okay, so like old but news. What about a hammerhead? Because hammerheads wow. are actually meaner usually than great whites. I like I like hammerheads because they have the really derpy faces. It's true. They do, but they're mean sons of bitches. But when you caught it in Yakuza, did you hold it up for a photo? I mean, I'm pretty sure I did. Kiryu's a fucking badass. I don't remember. Do you have a screenshot to prove it? Because I do. Okay, I'll look it up. Damn. She's like, Damn. yes, I will get my receipts. Come on. Kiryu versus Andrea's Animal Crossing Villager. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so I'm, exi- I'm excited for this. So you guys will definitely see it on a stream sometime in the f- not too distant future. Okay, uh, next story. And Brittany has requested that I read this because there are Pokemon names yeah. in it. Uh, so Brittany was up at the crack of dawn Dude. earlier this week. I also, I don't know why you did it, but I respect I respect that you did. Last time I did, I got Pokemon Snap. She got so, Pokemon so, Snap. So Nintendo had rewarded my efforts. It's like a dog. You know, I did a thing that I didn't really want to do. Nintendo was like, okay, here's a big juicy bone. Good here's job. Cookie. So the next time they had something, I'm like, I want a big fucking juicy bone. And they're like, oh, no, here's a rat carcass. Okay, no, that's, that's very <laughs> Wow, that okay. That I mean, so Brittany has some thoughts so to you share with no. uh, You know, it, it sounded sure. good for the joke, but now it just sounds like an asshole. Apologies. It's fine. We'll get to Brittany's thoughts in just a second. (laughs) If you're confused about what I'm talking about, Pokemon Unite is a MOBA-style game with cross-play for Switch and mobile. This write-up comes from our friends over at GameSpot. The Pokemon company announced a brand new game called Pokemon Unite, the team-based cooperative MOBA that stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena game, is being developed in cooperation with Tencent and developer Teamy Studios, which was responsible for the Call of Duty mobile game and Arena of Valor, both highly successful mobile games, may I add. Not MOBAs, but mobile games. That's what I meant to say. Unite will be free to play. I thought they said free to start on that trailer on Nintendo Switch and iOS and Android devices and will support cross 
platform play, which is a huge thing for Nintendo, which we'll talk about in a second. These matches are 5v5 and will take place on a mobile-like map split into halves that represent your teams. Each side is littered with several control points that can be used to score goals. Battles will take place in real time, and as you progress through the battles, your Pokemon will level up and learn new moves. And each Pokemon has a unique Unite move, but unlike standard Pokemon, there aren't type advantages. The side that scores the most points by the end of the match wins, and they've spotted a bunch of Pokemon in the trailer. So for player-controlled Pokemon, we've got the adorable cuddly Snorlax, Lucario, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, Clefairy. Oh, no, no, you have to read, you have to read the evolutions. Yeah. Okay, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Wordle, Blastoise, Pikachu, Clefairy, mm-hmm. Clefable, mm-hmm. Fletchling, Fletchend, Fletchender, Talon Flame. How does Fletchling Fletchender <laughs> go to Talon Flame? These are the many mysteries of the world. <laughs> like what? Seems like someone like didn't understand the naming conventions of Pokemon. And we got Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur. <laughs> Wait, no, Venusaur. Wait, Venusaur. what? Wait, wait, it's Brittany. Brittany's dying. Venusaur, but it's fine. No, Venusaur? keep going. I love. Yeah, like please. Venus. I'm so happy. This Venus. is the most joy I've had in a long no, time. No, listen. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is the most hard about Pokemon because it's Bulbasaur, right? It's Bulbasaur. Sor. Sor. Like a. And so sore. what? I'm just supposed to know it's Venusaur at the end. Brittany. Brittany, don't judge me. Brittany, I mean, is, already done Brittany it. is laughing her ass off. Brittany, breathe. It's okay. Um, okay, so tell me, how am I supposed to say it? How do you say it? Venusaur. 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 I Wait, Venusaur. you guys both said it we differently did. for the I record. Venusaur. Venusaur. Like, it depends. Like, like it, a dinosaur makes more sense. Yeah. I like saying. Like a dinosaur. It's like Tarjay. Sometimes you just got to fancy it up. <laughs> is it dinosaur or dinosaur? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Apparently, Brittany does. <laughs> Ghastly Haunter or Hunter? Haunter. 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 And Gengar? Gengar. Gengar. Uh, uh, Machomp. We, we did, we, we, didn't we do that with Alexa, the Machomp thing? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I thought there was like know. a bit maybe. she had with Machomp. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of a different game. And then Machoke. Machoke? What? Yeah, he chokes oh. you. Jesus. Ooh, and then, Ma- oh, I'm thinking of Machamp, maybe. Machop. Machoke, Machamp. Wait, Machop, Machoke, Machamp. (laughs) Okay. And then there's some possible wild Pokemon, Stuffle and Beware. Beware? Beware? (laughs) Who knows? A look like porn for a second. It's a porn. Like Aka. The M looks like an R and an N for a half minute. Fonts are hard, everybody. Um, Joltik and. Galvantula. Galvantula? Galvantula? Wait. I don't know. Galvantula? He's dying. Uh, Rotom. Because I wanted to say Rotom, but it sounds like something else. Um, Altaria. And then. Uh, Toxicroak. Toxicroak? What the fuck is that? It's like a it's frog. A poison frog. Seriously, we're going to make it a game on one of our after hour streams where Brittany names a Pokemon and Stimer and I have to draw it. No, that's not fair. Stimer knows a lot of Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. Brittany names a Pokemon and Rihanna and I have to draw it. Perfect. Yeah. And oh. I sit back and drink, which is what I and like then, to do. And then Stimer and Brittany judge. <laughs> Who that's, better? That brought me so much happiness. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm here for you, friend. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so what do you think about this Burtony? Uh, I know I called it a rat corpse earlier. You and did. So uh, <laughs> leads me to believe you're not that excited about it. I mean, listen, anything compared to a Pokemon Snap announced, it was going to be a corpse of some variety. Maybe it was a rat. Maybe it was a mouse. Is it Cubone's mom? What mom? Whose mom? Cubone's? Cubone's mom. Oh, oh yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's like why does cubone wear his fucking mother's skull on his head and then when he evolves his mother's skull literally fuses to him but then that well, doesn't yeah, make any you sense get bigger it would just it becomes part of you so then what happens when he dies does something else pick up that skull because i don't think he has any kids so uh, the line, the weird, creepy skull wearing dies with him. I was going to say, oh, congratulations, little Cubone. Uh, You've inherited very... your mother Marowak's 13th skull or something. I don't know. It's a it's a short lived tradition <laughs> with uh, with this particular oh, God. generation of Pokemon. Um, uh, thank anyway, God, it's yeah, weird. yeah, it's it, Pokemon. Dude, Pokemon's fucked up. It really, truly is. If you really dive into it. Anyway, obviously this isn't my thing. Even though I called it a corpse, I don't really mean it's that bad. But a lot, I asked people on the on the Twitter sphere, and everyone knows all the opinions of the people on the Twitter sphere are one hundred percent valid. And it was kind of like a mixed bag. It was like people were like, "Oh, this is cool," because people are describing it as babies first MOBA. So I guess if you're not used to MOBAs, if you're not familiar with MOBAs, it could be a good jumping point. Obviously not my thing. But Simon, you're kind of like a resident MOBA guru. Well, and Andrea. Andrea played a lot. That's true. Of Andrea's right there with you. Sorry, Andrea. Didn't mean to diminish your accomplishments. Yeah. Geez, I only put like a thousand hours into a MOBA. Forgot. How dare you? She she did Rip a lot it. more. Um, I think Baby's First MOBA is like an LOL kind of moment for yeah. this game, and I not I, a League of Legends moment, like a lull. Correct. It's not like a lull moment. She's. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> but like a laughing out loud. It's funny that that's what people are saying. However, like I love MOBAs for what they are and the deep level of strategy. And I think people who play games like that kind of challenge. And I think that's why MOBAs are so popular with millions of people around the world and why they're the biggest esport, right? And I'm glad that Nintendo's like, you know, multiplayer is something we should dip our toe in. But maybe, Nintendo, you don't go all the way into MOBA when you haven't really nailed multiplayer yet. And I think that Nintendo's biggest foray into multiplayer that's been successful has been Splatoon. And Splatoon 2 specifically. I mean, I know that there's going to be people out there that are like, yeah, what about Smash Bros? And I'm like, no, no, no. no. To me, like... They can't even do it at Evo. Yeah. Right now. Thank thank you. That says that says everything. Yeah. Um yeah. but I think so I think Splatoon 2 is a very great example of Nintendo being like, "Hey, we're doing multiplayer and we're doing it successfully and people love it and a lot of people enjoy playing it." I think trying to go into MOBA is like is a very big risk. I think that they maybe should have looked at some other genres beforehand, but not to say that they can't try. I just I'm down for them to do something cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how this goes because I I think it's smart. Can you imagine how much of a hellscape this would be if they had type advantages involved? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, my you'd God. You'd just be like, oh, my God. <gasps> but I think it's interesting to be like, well, you, you learn the new moves as you are progressing. and you, I mean, it kind of is exactly what League is actually that I'm thinking about. <laughs> It's actually not that exciting. You mean it's hard? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you do just gain level up and then you can put points into it. Never mind. It's the fucking same. Um, but 
<laughs> I mean, I guess I'm just curious to see how it plays because, I mean, a big aspect of League or even Paragon was like the jungle and going through and getting buffs that way. So we haven't really seen a lot of details, I think, on how this specifically plays. Um, but it's kind of a... I kind of want to, I still want to play it just for shits and gigs when it comes out to just be like, what is this? Yeah. How does this this play? Where does it go? I think you guys should definitely try it. Yeah. Oh God, that would be a hot mess if I played it. But just to clarify, all you have to do is be like, I'm Snorlax. Probably, I'm probably a tank. Let's sit in the middle of this lane. And do they have minions? I actually don't even know if they have minions in there. Let me. What's a minion? Uh, oh no, Brittany! Oh, it's I mean it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. They're little. Uh, Is it like AI? AI little AI. Okay, NPCs then yeah, I, I, I that... thought so. So there are wild Pokemon in this, and I don't know if this article actually talks about it. it. Looks like it doesn't, but there are wild Pokemon, and if you defeat them, you get to catch them. And I'm assuming they play the role as that. No, it's no? a different thing. Um, you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't want to catch the minions. The minions oh. are just there to push. Um to put pressure on like the towers the enemy towers uh, yeah. um, they also are useful to hide behind so if there's like if an enemy person has a skill shot and, and you stand behind a minion it'll hit the minion and not you um so it's like they you're you use them as strategy for different things oh well this does not have gameplay where the this fuck is the, the gameplay no i think it's toward the end it's not a lie it's i've definitely the saw end, some yeah. there's like a Here hot like a hot second of gameplay it's like hold on it's like here. Okay, someone's chasing a Snorlax. So Charizard evolves. The thing that's important about minions, Brittany and MOBAs, is that they are absolutely instrumental to your success or failure. Because in order to take down towers, which helps you win the game, you have to have minions to take them down. Because if you uh, go to attack a tower, so a tower. Imagine a you tower is like a turret, right? That yeah. shoots you. If you get too close to it. So the tower has like a little radius around it. And if you step inside that radius, it's you like a turret, a turret that's like, it, yeah. and like, it doesn't just Alert. shoot you. It shoots you and like does really heavy damage to you very quickly. But if you have minions, the tower will always auto target the minions first. Uh, okay. And so you can step inside the radius and do damage to the tower while the tower is busy targeting the minions. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That and makes- then towards like the end of the game, you can make them more powerful with certain buffs from the jungle if you get the um, the Baron or mm. whatever. Uh, and then you have what we call Winions, which are... Winions. Winions. Like some games have been won from minions which is just i've i'm i won many a game from minions because what happens in the late game of a moba Brittany, is that when you're like 45 minutes plus into a, a match people are so focused on whatever champions they're having one-on-ones with because by this time you've faced off with somebody it's clown fiesta yeah you face off with somebody and like some people just get bloodlust to take out other heroes or champions or whatever the name is of the characters in whatever MOBA is your thing. And they forget about the minions because the minions are on auto deploy. So every X amount of minutes, mm-hmm. a wave, will a come. wave of minions will spawn from each base and will travel in opposite directions to the enemy side. And the idea is like, well, if there's towers in the way, the towers will destroy those minions. But at a certain point, the tower is going to take enough damage over time that the minions will destroy the tower. And so if you don't manage minions 
as a defender, the sure. minions could eventually whittle down all of your towers and make their way to your base and destroy your um. nexus, your core, whatever the thing is, depending on the MOBA, however they name it. And if you yeah. don't pay attention because you're too busy fighting down a champion instead of managing the little guys. The objectives? Are you saying it is an objectives-based game? I am. Oh, my goodness. So much are objective-based. Don't just go in there and try and team fight or even 1v1 someone. That's not yeah. what the game is about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, te- team fights are fun, but if you're not managing I mean, only if you win, waves of minions. Because what happens sometimes, Brittany, is, like, mid mid-game is where this is really kind of where you see it a lot, is you'll get waves of minions that will stop at a tower because the tower is like pew, 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 then one at a time, and then a second wave of minions will come, and then they'll form like a super group of minions. At least this happened in this happened in Paragon a lot, that if like mid to late game, if you were ignoring minions to focus on jungle bosses or the prime buff or whatever, like things that helped your team overall and were ignoring the minions in the lane, they would form these giant clusters and they would just like roll over anything in the lane and then that's how you get minions cuz like um. they just they take down the they take down the nexus of the core for you. Well, you don't have to do anything because you're too busy fighting other heroes. Okay, champions, and then whatever. like Simon was oh. saying, you can buff them and whatnot. So I'm assuming they can withhold more damage or withstand more damage. There's yeah, like towards okay. the end, like the real winions are like when you take down an inhi- well, they're called inhibitors in League. I don't know if they're called that across. They were called inhibitors in okay yeah. in so like too. there's a few towers, and then after the towers, like in the base, there are inhibitors. Once you can knock down an inhibitor. Big tanky boy minions start to spawn. And then if you get the Baron buff on top of that, they start to take things down fairly quickly. So an inhibitor, Brittany, is like a like a super tower. It's like there's usually three, one that protects each lane. And they're like the big the big giant turret that is trying to protect the home base, like trying to protect the castle yeah. behind it. And so they're like, okay, if you take the big tower down, then you're really like up shit's creek uh, yeah. okay if they can take yeah you call it like breaking into the base like when you start to take down those inhibitor towers then you're just kind yeah of when, once you lose an inhibitor and a moba like like the alarms start going off <laughs> it's like fire alarms are going off it's like yeah because you, like, you just really have to be you have to be managing yeah. your base a lot more you have to be in there a lot more because like the winions as she said can come in and destroy it or somebody can try and backdoor which is a real term. It's not ooh, dirty. Ooh, ooh. Um, oh, dang. I got all excited. Okay. I mean, it can be both, but yeah. Huh. So yeah, there's a whole there's a whole lot to mobile. Well, this was a good introduction to the lingo of minions and inhibitors and winions. This looks like I I don't even know what to call this because I'm not even sure I'd call it a MOBA. Because it's yet yeah, anyway. I don't know. We need to see more. Because it feels mm-hmm. like when you strip away minions, when you strip away the complexity of the jungle, when you strip away a lot of those things. It kind of just feels like you're running down a lane to attack each other, and that's it. It's like a weird ARAM, but not not in the middle. So mm. ARAM stands for all random, all mid, um, and it's just it's a different mode of, of league where it's just it's just one lane, and you have a very randomized champion pool. You don't do picks or bans or anything, um, and you all just kind of you just go. It's not it's exactly what it sounds like. You all there's a few towers, but you're all just trying to. It's mostly about team fighting, really. So you don't have any of the strategy around going through the jungle, getting buffs, doing ganks or anything like that. You're just like, it's just, bleh. Oh, I miss playing MOBAs. Um, 
But this kind of it kind of feels like you're just doing team fights, but through different lanes, yeah, which is not really. It almost feels more like an arena game. Yeah, that just has lanes that you travel down. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being a true like multiplayer arena, granted, it, we've seen like very maybe four li- seconds of footage, yeah, it, so it could be cor- incorrect. Yeah, it's, but been, it's very little. It's very little. There was a on the reveal itself. There was a whole game that was going down. I didn't understand any of it. Plus, it was 6.15 yeah. in the morning. But it's, this is interesting. On IG, and yesterday's Pokemon Presents broadcast has accrued 170,000 dislikes in under 24 oh, hours. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, so. It's from fans. And then the channel's second most disliked video in the standalone trailer for the game has 55,000. Okay. Anyway, wow, that's a lot. Why are people so mad, though? I think because they, I mean, especially people are like, MOBA, I don't want a Pokemon MOBA. But I'm like, actually, a real Pokemon MOBA could be pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And plus, I think, and I was a little guilty of this, but I do like like some hype. A lot of the rumors were like, oh, it's going to be a gold, silver, or heart. What's it called? Heart, gold, soul, silver. Definitely not. Remake, because we all looked into the nitty gritty and thought maybe be like a let's go. But that wasn't it and people got real mad clearly this headline is just come on the verge it says pokemon unite is a league of legends style team-based strategy game i'm like don't don't dump don't dump down league like that i also don't like yes from top down if you look at it okay sure it's got lanes it looks like maybe there is a jungle but it's hard to tell um really what's going on in there but if you're talking about like you catch those pokemon it feel like it just doesn't that definitely is not i would not compare this to league other than it has a map with lanes like that's yeah that seems accurate and that yeah seems i don't like see, it, yeah i don't it, see any minions here i just see pokemon it says battling it wild like you probably pokemon if you Go ahead, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Britt. Okay, it says battling wild pokemon will capture them earning you points that you can then bank in scoring areas whatever that is scoring yeah see yeah like there's definitely aspects to this game that are unique to it and that's cool and neat but i don't know that i would necessarily call this a moba at this this point with the information that i have it's like its own weird strange little hybrid especially because part of the oh my god sorry watching the animations of them running is just really fun i I found that stream that you were talking about Britt, where they showed the gameplay of pokemon Mm -hmm. unite and I I do think it's cute, like watching the little <laughs> Snorlax, oh, and he's like capturing a point there. Like I think that there's like good like MOBA elements, but to compare it to League of Legends, I think is wildly Incorrect. inaccurate. Yes, yeah, no, this is this feels more like a, a battle arena kind of a thing that just happens to have some lanes, happens to have a couple other unique properties like capture points. Because um, there aren't, like, capture points in League where you stand on them. That's not a thing. Yeah. No, you, to capture anything, you have to destroy you it. You destroy the towers. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I own the map, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Come at me. Like that. We weren't trying to do, like, a whole mobile lesson, but hopefully you also, guys... yeah, like, where are your wards, huh? Do you have any wards? Dude, you, listen, you can't have a successful team without wards. I it's try to true. tell the noobs this every time. I know. They're like, the support should do it. You're like, everybody should everybody do it. Everybody puts the wards Everybody up. gets wards. Yeah, every fucking buddy gets wards. Yeah, that's right, Brit. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what I just said, but I'm here with you. I support both of you. I'm here it's to support your It's about map fog. Message. It's okay. There's lots... Yes. Oh. 
We should have like a deep dive on MOBA sometime. Yeah, you two can have fun. like your little MOBA podcast or something, you know? Jeez. Wow. Sit here wow, by myself but... and think about all the oh. things I don't know. I don't know. Would you like to learn? Maybe. We would be happy to teach you. <laughs> we can teach you on a like because here's the thing that we you can be versus bots. You can be versus AI. Yeah, you can play you can play versus the computer. I I played that way in tell you in Paragon all the time. Yeah. I mean yeah. Real talk. I would like to learn how to do a MOBA. Do the MOBAs because I feel like it's important. But right now, I'm I'm focused on raising turnips and watering my tomatoes. You know, on calm, relaxing games where I don't have to manage a whole bunch of minions and shit. You know, see that that's what I really. I mean, I do find fascinating about MOBAs is you can have different levels of complexity based on how you play. So you can jump into a bot game and really not even worry much about the minions, other than stand behind them, like very basic rules mm. of. Just make sure you use them as meat shields. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's their function there. And that's all you need to really know. And you, like, then you can kind of get into the last, or into the more complex elements of like last hitting a minion, which is a whole other thing we didn't talk about. Ooh. That's very important for that's your like deep strats, though. That's like bot. deep strats. It is. And like, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you can just go in and play against really easy bots and not know about. 90% of the shit you need to be doing and be fine. Okay. Uh, but when you start to play with people, even there is like a, a very high um, skill range where you can, like, when I play, I play on normals. I don't play ranked. I'm not doing, I'm not warding very much, especially not what you would need to if you wanted to be really competitive. Again, like, my ADC, I usually play support. My AD carry is not usually last hitting all that well. Like, there's just like, you're, you're not. <laughs> so much jargon you know i can't what, handle Brittany, it you do this to me all the time i know i'm smiling and i'm nodding and i'm saying fuck the wards or something like that or the words so, are good a, a wards war are good a wards ward Brittany is an in-game item that gives you map visibility so a lot of the map in a moba is covered in like a fog, a fog. of war fog of war right yeah yeah and a ward will give you, if you place it in a particular part of the map, it opens up that fog so you can see. Particularly useful for people who are mid by themselves, usually. Um, and yeah, jungle. Yeah, so they're not getting ganked by people in the jungle. So essentially what getting ganked means is like you're getting a surprise attack from somebody she where you can't like that word. Or she really liked it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just it's get, get ganked in the jungle. It's just... You know, get ganked in the jungle. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. <clears throat> you should get ganked from the jungle, but you know, you can Wait, also what? get ganked you in the jungle get too. Anywhere, true. You can get ganked. The in jungle can gank me. No, the, the jungle, jungle itself. The jungler, no, the jungler can gank yeah. you. The jungler the can jank me in the jungle. This the, sounds like no, a bedtime uh, story for children. Gank you. <laughs> they will. They will gank you in your lane. The jungler is usually the one doing the ganking, although. At uh, least lately in the meta, it can also be a roaming mid laner. Okay. In the meta specifically for League. Yes. So you're saying so, if I'm in the jungle, a juggler will come gank me. Juggler? Ju- no. Jungler. Jungler, jungler is jungler. a roller. So not a juggler. Not a juggler. Although there is a clown or a court jester. There no. is a creepy clowny court jestery <laughs> champ I, called Shaco, and I fucking hate him because he's creepy. So, Brittany, there's obviously five five v five. There's one person's role on any MOBA is to be the jungler. 
The jungle is the area between the lanes in a mobile. That's map. like your a your AI version. Like if you were like, I want to play an, against AI. Like I'm just thinking, what am I going to just... call this section when I'm doing the timestamps tonight? <laughs> Mobas explained for dummies. I don't know. We're what? trying. We try. You're not to a dummy, Brent. That's not what I mean. I just you know, there's a whole it's book a whole line book that's line. called for dummies. Yeah. Oh, I, it's it's all good. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> you can just name it Andrew and Steimer. Try to explain Mobas to Brent. I, I like that. Know. Okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay. So we should probably be done because we could, yeah, we could talk about this for a long time, and we have cyberpunk to talk about. <laughs> yes. Um. This has been fun. We definitely will try out this quote MOBA for Pokemon uh, Unite when it comes out. I do want to give Nintendo props for finally doing something that's crossplay. We have yet to see crossplay really be implemented for Switch games. Obviously, like. I know, like, Fortnite does it and some other studios are doing it, but, like, Nintendo-developed games doing cross-play is something that we haven't really seen yet. So hopefully this is good that, you know, they're going to try it out with this and then we'll see it for more of their multiplayer games. Maybe this means that they recognize that multiplayer is important and we won't have to do voice chat in a weird phone app that they'll add voice chat to Switch. I don't, like, real talk, I don't do th- it on a phone app, it's going to be Discord. I don't think it's so much Nintendo as much as it's Tencent, <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll give them oh, some yeah, credit. That's fair. I don't, yeah. I don't care who pays for it. If Tencent's <laughs> going to pay for it, great. <laughs> So long as it's in the game. Yes, exactly. All right, that's going to do it for the news for this week. When we come back, we are going to talk about spoilers, more news. Uh, But it's all about cyberpunk, and then we're going to get into Brittany's whopper of a four-hour hands-on session. Stick with us. We'll be right back. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. It's second segment of the What's Good Games podcast. And this segment, it's all about robot genitals. That's a choice. I think it is probably, a choice. Probably not what this is actually about. No, I no, no. It's all about, about Cyberpunk 2077. And I think the thing about that is because it, it comes through my headphones so intimately in my ear when you do that voice. It's like, oh. Wait, let's, let's just hear it one more time. Everybody be quiet. The cyberpunk. <laughs> I'm into it. I love it. Okay, so the first episode of Night City Wire hit this week, and I assume that most of you saw it, but for those of you that didn't, our friends over at IGN did a nice little write-up from CD Projekt Red's live stream this week, and they say that Cyberpunk 2077 got a brand new reveal through the Night City Wire, a digital live stream. I don't know why they chose to make all this exposition. Um, So they detailed some things. One of the big things that they detailed of gameplay elements was called brain dancing. Brain dancing is a recording of someone else's experience and lets you live through their memories, their sights, smells, sounds, everything that will be experienced by you through brain dance. Except the smell, because it's a fucking video game. So she you can't do that. So she said that when we were watching it. So she hadn't seen it before she came over to the studio today, and I rewatched it a second time. Because like, oh, I'm sure there's stuff I missed. Yeah. And then she's like, pushes glasses up. You can't smell in a video game. Yeah. I was like, what do you got? It was like, walk a vision up in here. What's going on? <laughs> 
smell a vision oh my god yeah like no and i was like you're right Simer. it's not real i don't got know unless, don't got him hey listen like, unless you can you got all those little cyberware gadgets and gizmos in your head unless it can sure. make your brain trick your brain into thinking you're actually smelling the thing wait Britt, what was that thing that you got sent the smell vision was that for like a south park thing yeah it was for south park the fractured butthole oh, it was the, the fart, fart vision the well, fart vision or something yeah. it was called like the fart something i don't know what it was but yeah whenever you would fart it would uh it would emit a gas into your nose and it was fucking terrible I mean, See? unless they're shipping that with every single copy of this game, <laughs> I don't believe them anymore, and they should have just left that particular sense out of it. You're right. You okay, got them. Okay, you got the them. sight, so, smell, sounds, everything. That's supposed to be through V's lens. Yeah, I know. But I'm oh. like, so like what you're going to be like, I smelled popcorn. Ah, you know what's around the corner? A popcorn factory. Let's go to the popcorn <laughs> factory. I have solved the riddle. I can tell this is a hill you're going to die on, baby girl. So I'm going to let it's you die not, on no, it. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I don't. I really don't care. I just thought it was funny because I was like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I could have just solved a mystery in one of the things, and that could be what it is. It could be at the popcorn factory <laughs> with the candlestick <laughs> in the dining room. <laughs> okay, continuing on <laughs> in an extended gameplay preview. V was showing living through the memory of someone else's robbery in a grocery store in analysis mode, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to run this down. Like, honestly, like, I thought the brain dance mechanic was a little belabored in the live stream. If you want to know all about the details, you can go watch the Night City Wire for yourself. Um, it does play similarly. We were talking about it when we were watching to... Um Detroit become human. Detroit, Detroit become, human. become human. Yeah, uh, my mm-hmm. brain went to Beyond Two Souls, and I was like, "That was not the correct game. <laughs> Other game, wrong, yeah. uh, wrong quantic, quantic dream, dream game." game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, other the player will be working with a character named Jackie on a hunt for a legendary chip of immortality. Uh, Jackie introduces the player to a fixer that will introduce them to new chips and enhancements. I think this is just a specific quest in the game, right? The, she said in the thing that like everything they showed was all in the prologue. So yeah, you're talking about one Holly Bennett. I am talking about one Holly Bennett and her fabulous lashes. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh! Shout out to Holly. She's not only like a, just a wonderful human all around, but she's a great on camera host. Oh. And I'm so glad that she was anchoring that for CDPR. She obviously works for them now, but she used to do a lot of hosting in the video games now. business. And she's wonderful yeah. and also has fabulous lashes. Yes. Um, so continuing on, it's outside the city walls. There's a district called the Badlands. So this is um, IGN. I believe this is Ryan McCaffrey's playthrough. So we'll get to Britt's playthrough in just a second. Essentially, like you get you cu- you have a couple different origin stories. Three, right? Different yes. origin stories that you can choose from at the beginning of the game, and then you'll go and play through that before we kind of. Night City opens up for you. So, Steimer. They did not only announce this. They had something else up their sleeves. <laughs> it is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's Cyberpunk. 2077 anime was announced. Um, so this is, you know, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is an anime set in the universe of Cyberpunk 2077 and has been announced for release on Netflix in... Wah, wah, 2022. Wah, wah, lip dick. <laughs> yeah, a little bit anticlimactic <laughs> there, but that's fine. Um, Edge Runners will be set in the game's Night City, but will focus on different characters with a different story. Edge Runners tells a, quote, uh, standalone 10-episode story about a street kid trying to survive in a technology and body modification-obsessed city of the future. Having everything to lose, he chooses to stay alive by becoming an Edge Runner, which is a mercenary outlaw, also known as a cyberpunk. 
Uh, CD Projekt Red will act as a producer on the series with Studio Trigger working as the animation studio. And, uh, oh God, Hiroyuki Imaishi? Um, sorry, I'm so sorry, but your names. Uh, Gurren, Logan, Kill a Kill, Promare. I don't know what that is. Those are just like credits. Oh, those are things he's worked on. Great. Directing. Uh, Silent Hill composer Akira Yamo. Yamo. God, Brittany, you should have read these. Uh, <laughs> Yamoka uh, will compose the score. Um, also, at the end of the first episode for Night City Wire, CD Projekt Red confirmed that the next episode will debut in, quote, just a few weeks, but did not give a specific date yet, nor did they really talk about what they will speak on in the future. So, we will get more cyberpunk news uh, in the future. Overall, I felt like their uh, Night City Wire was slightly anticlimactic. Um, it yes. just felt a little bit like it drilled on too long for my taste. Um but I do think the game looks beautiful, and we were watching it in 4K, I believe. Yeah, so we, when I watched it originally, I watched the live stream, and as everybody knows, getting anything to stream in 4K is almost impossible. But when Steimer came over later in the day, before we shot the podcast, I saw that the upload on YouTube was available to watch in 4K. So we Chromecasted it in 4K to the television, and it looked amazing. It looked like night and day from when I watched it on the stream. And obviously they put the disclaimer up. This isn't what final gameplay is going to look like. I think that's been, from what I've heard from my developer friends, the biggest challenge about not having E3 is that they're trying to showcase what the game is going to actually look like by streaming it online, fully realizing that everybody's internet connection is different, everybody's browser, platform, whatever you want to use is going to make the gameplay look different. Well, in e- at E3, if you're watching it in a demo room, they have complete control over how the gameplay is going to look. And so right. I feel for the devs being like, please don't judge the way the game looks because we are doing our best. And it's not their fault that, like, you know, capital Y YouTube is, like, down-resing their stream. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, the I mean, but they are, right? Yeah. Like, like to get, like, a special pass to stream in 1080p or 4K is, like, from what I've heard, not just not possible because the way that they've compressed streams to minimize bandwidth across the globe for everybody who's, like, working from home right yeah. now, it just is, like, not possible. So, but, like, watching the 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 video on demand back, like, Oh my gosh, very, gorgeous. Very, very crisp. So very if you nice. haven't gone back to watch it a second time, like highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. So it was really pretty and like I did think the brain dancing looked fun again because it looks it reminds me of things we've done in games before. Um and I always do kind of like that to be like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, mm-hmm. what's that? And like try and solve the that problem. investigative work. Um although the funnier part to me was I pointed out on if you look at the brain dance segment on the cashier's counter. There is a Rubik's Cube, but there's only four squares of that Rubik's Cube. And I was like, what is this? A Rubik's Cube for babies? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why is this there? I didn't even notice that. Because if they put an actual Rubik's Cube, they'd probably have to pay Mr. Rubik for... Oh, do you think... Wait, is uh... that like... It's, is it, do you think it's really copyrighted based on the amount of squares that's in it? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. Oh, have wow. you seen patent law in the United I States? I haven't. No, I haven't. I don't know. Oh that's a, that would act, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, it's I kind of funny in this advanced civilization that they can only handle Rubik's cube with four squares. Not- you know, those those <laughs> chips in their brains not quite living up Can't to what handle math. Everyone believed they would be. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a, a good presentation. But I'm with you, Steimer. That I was hoping for more. I 
thought they spent way too much time on the brain dance mechanic. I'm like, this is not a new mechanic. We've seen this. We want to see more of Night City. We want to see more driving. We want to see more characters. I I just want, okay, here's what I need you to tell me. Is there an auto drive? Can I, do I, do I have to drive in this or can I just fucking say, I want to go here and the car will drive itself? Because if it can't, that seems very un-cyberpunky. Brit? Um. So I did I'm, not have the opportunity to use auto drive. I don't know if it even exists, honestly. Um, all of the previews I've read as well haven't mentioned anything about it, but there is fast travel, so. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to drive there first, probably, and then unlock fast travel. And never fucking drive again. Yeah. Never I do not, drive I again. Am not, I do not enjoy driving in video games. I really, in Witcher 3, enjoyed riding around on Roach. That was super fun. That was nice. I don't know why it's different for me in games, why driving is so much more of a mental hurdle than a horse. Because you like having the animal companionship. Yeah, I'm like, the horse is so much more loving. And typically in games with horses, it's not those narrow streets and like fire hydrants and poles and people everywhere. It's more like open. Yeah, you feel less constricted by the the map on a horse usually because yeah. yeah, it usually is more of like, here's a field and you're like, oh, beautiful, lovely. I don't and have to worry about running car, into anything. Like, There's a building you're going to crash into in about five minutes. Yeah, I did that. Great. Love it. Thanks. Okay, so we've given you guys kind of like a high level of what we saw in Night City Wire without going into some of the specifics about the skill trees because we've got our reporter on the streets, one Brittany Brabacca. Ah, yes. Get your cigar out, everybody, and start chewing on that thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what you just said, but the voice you used was magnificent. (laughs) Thank you, Simon, for that. You're very welcome. That was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. So I have 12 pages of Microsoft Word notes in front of me. Wait. 12 pages is a very specific number for Microsoft Word. How big are your margins, though? I don't fucking know. How big are your margins? Are they the regular? Girl? Are they, like, inch margins? Like, the reg- just standard margins? I go, I, go with, I go with quarter-inch margins. I'm a rebel. How do you find out? I don't know how big my margins are. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It was meant to be a joke, Brittany. Continue on. Like, no, really? What are my margins? Like? <laughs> my know. margins? I have it's to know. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So it's 12 pages, but don't fear too much. Most of them are just bullet points. But I'm going to try to stick to the order of this because it's more or less in the order of the demo, which was about four and a half hours long. And I think the demo did a really good job of kind of walking you through because it is, the, de- the whole demo was the prologue. Ah, thank you, CD Projekt Red, by the way, for giving us access to this. Yeah, thanks, friends. It was it was fun. I I was a little FTC worried. Disclaimer. Yeah, I was like, we got to. I mean, we FCC. Gotta tell, we got to tell the FTC that FCC that they gave. I played a demo. Of is the it thing. the trade or is it the communications? That was the FCC. Great question. FTC. Federal government hard. <laughs> FTC. Meaning. It's one of those F's and C's with Commission. another letter in the middle. It's for somebody in the government it's to for know. Someone to not come after us and be like, hey, "Don't see? sue us." You've please. been misleading your audience, and they thought that you magically got access to this with no help from anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a great opportunity. So thank you, C Project Red. So it was a little uh, funny how. It- well, not funny. It's just technology still blows me away. I feel so old when I say that. But we use GeForce now. Essentially, I was streaming it. And then I had a developer, MJ, from the team who was watching me play. MJ, he my friend. MJ was so great. He was yeah. so Shout helpful. out to MJ. Very, and so nice. GeForce now, for people who are unfamiliar, is NVIDIA's cloud gaming streaming platform. It's essentially their version of Project X Cloud or their version of... I mean, PlayStation Now? 
Does that count? Question mark? <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, is it, maybe Stadia would be a better. No, Sister different. Stadia is different. But yeah, essentially, it's it's streaming. It's cloud. It's cloud gaming streaming. And like people are saying that GeForce Now is a, a really huge potential competitor to Xbox's XCloud. Anyway, continue. Okay, so we were a little worried because there's no GeForce. Oh, what's it called? Uh, you probably know Andrea. The thing server server. Thank you. <laughs> that, that little <laughs> word that I should be very familiar with around my neck of the woods. So we weren't sure if the if the signal was going to be good enough, but it turns out it was good enough to make it work. So yeah, hey, hey, it was great. And so, like I said, it was fun having MJ to watch. And if I ever had any questions, I could just talk into my microphone and be like, MJ, what's happening? And then he would show up on the little chat log on the right. It was a good time. Oh my time. gosh, that's amazing. It was really fun. So like having the power of God next to you. And, like, exactly. and I wasn't going to lie, I was secretly hoping all of her tests would fail so that I could play. Oh, shit. That's a good friend. Do not wish <laughs> ill upon your friend. I didn't wish I ill. Know. I was just like, well, Brittany lives in the middle of nowhere in her it's giant true. mansion of a house. <laughs> Those trees are bad for she the She brought this on herself. <laughs> <laughs> See fucking trees. Oh, Simon, you get it's me. Always the trees, and like they just they gobble, gobble up the signal. And they eat all the what... signals. That's why all the trees are so big out here. Is they eat they eat all the signals, and then they're they just... all they're all thriving based on all the Wi Fi out there. They're mutant trees. It's true. It's, it's absolutely true. I, I'm sorry, folks. We've digressed. I'm Brittany, okay, your yes, playthrough. No, this is so great. Tell I love this so much. Uh, so I didn't play with mouse or keyboard. I played with an Xbox One controller, which is really funny. damn straight. You did toward the end. The Bluetooth was kind of like spazzing out, so my poor view was like going in circles. And I said, "I'm sorry, MJ. You're probably getting so fucking dizzy right now. There's nothing I can do about this. I apologize." But it did not hinder my gameplay experience. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, if you're like, "What the hell is Cyberpunk all about?" CD Projekt Red sent over the super duper handy dandy. I'm going to get the official name of it right here. Night City Night City Guide, which has a lot of great info. So I pulled some of that into my coverage to help me along here. So the official premise of Cyberpunk. You play as V, a mercenary outlaw set to take on the riskiest job of their life. The score? A prototype piece of cyberware that holds the key to immortality. With stakes this high, you need to be prepared to enhance, change, and sacrifice your body in order to overcome your enemies and build your legend. Your story begins with you carving out a foothold in this city and learning what it takes to make a name for yourself. You're ambitious, but inexperienced, and during the course of your story, you'll learn, you'll choose how to develop yourself into a name everyone in Night City knows and remembers. And just for those of you who are like, what is Night City? Night City is a world obsessed with power, glamour, and ceaseless body modification, and nothing epitomizes that more than Night City. The desperately poor live right next to the ultra-rich, torn between the watchful eyes of all med- almighty mega-corporations and the vicious embrace of psycho gangs. So, so basically, it's Los Angeles. But with more cybernetics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, actually, like 50 years from now. tomorrow and be like... Hi, I'd like a knife as an arm, please. And they were like, "Sure." I bet you could do that today, but not in the, be not super with the, black market. Not with like the cool. It just wouldn't be like, acceptable. People um, would be like, "Bitch, why you got a fucking knife on your arm? <laughs> this is just my arm." Like, coming out weapon. of it, though, like I, it would need to have the hydraulics. Is that the word? I don't know. Whatever yeah. the me- mechanism for it to like spit out of my forearm, like, like it a does blade in the trailer. Oh, yeah. the, the mantis upgrade. Like the girl, no, the girl who she's like, Ching! and then. Like the blades come out of her forearms. Fuck yeah, that's, that's the mantis. The mantis like, everywhere. Fucking, fucking great. Ah! 
So my demo, like I said earlier, was about four and a half hours or so, and it takes place from the very beginning of the game. So when you start the game up, you have your life paths that you can choose from, and these will most noticeably affect the beginning of your prologue and down the games, down the line certain dialogue options and probably the way people treat you will be a little different depending on what your life path is. So you have so three Dragon choices. Age Origins. You got it, baby girl. You got it. Gotta love you. So In you have cyberpunk. you have Street Kid and this is you know the urban jungle better than most. You've got connections, street cred and street smarts. You're resourceful and most importantly ambitious. Life's not easy, but it's one hell of a ride. And then you have the nomad. Most nomads roam in clans, but you're a lone wolf. Right now, you've made yourself familiar with the outskirts of the city known as the Badlands. But even for wandering off-the-grid nomads like you, the allure of Night City can prove overwhelming. And then finally, you have the corporate life path. You've made it. You're an... Oh, God. I'm going to mispronounce this. Araska. Araska. Aristocrat? No, 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 no. It's... I, I keep R. I keep fucking this up. It's A R A S A K A, and there's like 13 different ways you can pronounce it. A R A S. It's the, one of the big mega corporations, and every time I look at it, I stumble. A R A S. What? A R A S A K A. A K. Arasaka. Thank you. I look at him like Arasaka. 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 You're an Arasaka agent with body oozing with top-of-the-line military-grade cyberware. There's stress and pressure, sure, but you've got the perks of general... you got perks that the general populace can only experience via brain dance. You've got it all. What could possibly go wrong? Which is one of my favorite sayings of all time. So depending on the life path you choose, you're going to start the game in different areas. I chose the Nomad life path, so I started the game out in the Badlands. If you choose the Street Kid life path, you're going to start out in the city center. And if you start with the corporate life path, you're going to be in Haywood, which is known for its bar and clubs and gang members so i'm definitely going corporate yeah you are so does it is it just depending or does it also impact because when you were reading those descriptions i was like i imagine this also impacts your at least initial starting stats for your character okay i'm glad you asked timer because right after that you got to make your character you got to customize your character so i didn't spend too much time in the physical section of this because i was told from the very get-go that hey this is a very the prologue is very long and you have four hours so like you know you might want to like keep it pushing so i did but it came out today in a gosh i wish i had the source in front of me but there are six skin tile skin types 35 hairstyles 17 eyes eight eyebrows 17 eyes 17 mouths jaws and ears eight bits of cyberware nine types of scars six types of tats 11 piercings Five teeth. It goes on and on. But then it gets... Five? Gets, There's only five teeth? <laughs> five kidding, types I'm of kidding. teeth. <laughs> I know, I'm Who needs teeth in the future, really? <laughs> They're all metal, baby. It's just, you can have three different types of nipples. You can have two Ooh. dick types, one vagina option, and you have dick size options. And five types of What the fuck? There's two ears. dicks and one vagina. What the fuck? That's I'm telling weird. you, man. It's what not fair. Fuck? But also, never- I don't know why you're picking it what it looks like at all. Also, for the pants? record... The vagina is inside your body. That's true. It's not a vagina type. It's a labia type. You're correct. Let me just like push my glasses up real quick. You know, that's actually really interesting because when you you have two different kinds of dicks and to be fair, like I didn't look at the dicks that well. I was like, okay, well, Well, why not? You you, you did it. You're supposed to be our dick correspondent. That's something that you would like really dig into. (laughs) You know, 
if I'm gonna be like real honest with you, I didn't want MJ to think I was a fucking freak. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a good point. This is a good point. You did have someone watching you. I can imagine that would alter your behavior. Yeah, and so I did flip between the two, and every time I did, they would pop up and dangle around, and then you can like change the size of them. <laughs> I did notice that. I did not fuck with my nipples, but I did give myself a vagina. And so, Simon, I know you were saying early, or you don't have to touch that stuff at all. You don't have to have anything. Um, oh, okay. So, like, to, to be clear, yes. if you do not want to explore genitalia, you do not have to. I, I believe there's an option to turn it all off. Because I okay. feel like I did that. And then I was like, well, there's an option to have a vagina. And then I turned it on. And I was like, there's a vagina. You know? I'm just more curious, like, if you make your dong really big, does it show in pants later? Like, oh, do you have, yeah, like, a yeah. John Hamm moment? Or mm. does it, is it just, like, it doesn't matter in your but pen all? See, this is why I'm disappointed that there's only one, like, labia option. Cause, like, what if you could have, Would like... you want a more severe camel toe? But, yeah, like, what if you could give yourself, like, intense camel toe? All I'm saying is if you're going to give two dick options, you give one labia option, kind of fuck you. <laughs> That's you know what you're you're not wrong, Andrea, and you can even affect the dick size like yourself. I don't know, I don't know. I didn't see any you know labia you know, like options, a push pull but action like Play-Doh for the labia. Just Maybe that's... somebody. I you know what I brought this up is because someone tweeted to to you, Brittany, earlier that was Uh-oh. like, I have to be able to make a wizard sleeve in this game, oh, or I'm yeah. out. They're like, can I, I make a wizard sleeve uh, in this game? <laughs> I don't even know what that like, is, well, but that's okay. I'll look it up. Later. It basically just means very loose labia, oh, okay? okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. like a sleeve of labia. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard of this term before, but okay. Oh, my God. No, someone else put it you up. You just want, really like, loose genital equality, okay? Oh, my gosh. No, it's fucking hilarious. It has to be represented equally. It's true. So someone else tweeted something up. Really? Wait, wait, what was the difference between the dicks that you could tell offhand without MJ? No, she just said that she oh. didn't examine the difference because she was felt awkward that the PR person know, was watching like, her play. If I had to take a guess... It okay. could be maybe one was thicker than the other. Maybe one was circumcised. Maybe one wasn't. Oh, I think the circumcised versus uncircumcised one. feels like a natural yeah. binary selection yeah. when it comes to penises. Yeah. So, Kaylee, is it Kaylee or Callie? Plug? I'm so sorry. I've never Callie, actually, Callie. Callie, yeah, from GameSpot. She said, there will be no equality in games until we can fully customize some absolute fat Gorilla Grip style puss in every character creator. Wow. <laughs> I mean, these are some gorilla words. grip style. That's intense, Callie. I'm just like, oh, what on earth is happening? Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> I don't need like to be clear. I do not need labia customization in a game, but in a game that is choosing to make genitalia a customizable feature of your character, like why stop at just dicks? Like go like. Go full equality and let uh, like the, let there be equal options. Not only That's that, my only point. I feel like the dicks are harder to animate. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like, vagina, you just... Okay, really... anyways, we should move on from this. Yeah, we, we probably should. I think I mentioned there's five types of pubic hairs, but if I didn't, there we go. Oh, my goodness. You did not mention that. Holy wow. shit. Oh, what? Go. Yeah, there's five. No, let's just, just let's blow past that. Keep going. Just keep rolling. Just keep, keep rolling. going. Because we'll get stuck on that for another 10 minutes. Okay. So I created my stereotypical, like, my, my blonde, my hot blonde girl. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's get into this. And so, like I said, I picked the nomad path. So then at that point, you get to customize your attributes. So these are body, reflex, intelligence, technical ability, and cool. 
So, for example, body improves health, increases melee damage, max stamina. It lets you open new passages, I'm assuming, with your big, strong body. And you can force people out of cars, which I thought was kind of like a funny little like tidbit thrown it's into that. It's like a that. GTA move where you're just like, get out of mine. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Maybe you like GTA someone. You're like, get the fuck out. I want your car. And then you that's have. Literally, that's, that's literally what she just said. Oh, no. You know yeah, what? I mean, Skype. I think- I, yeah, I was like, I was going to give her the benefit of the doubt because Internet. it's hard to do shows like this. Yeah, Skype, sometimes it cuts. But you know off. what? Can we've, I just... We've done it for Quick aside, what, what's good fucking games has been doing this long before the pandemic, bitches? So true. So true. Okay, continue, Brittany. I will continue. Okay, and then you have Reflex, which is your coordination and speed. So this increases your critical chance, so your attack movement speed, your evasiveness, how well you handle rifles, handguns, and blades. And then you have intelligence, which is your intellect and memory. So this helps you with reduced hacking difficulty levels, shortens program upload duration, more memory for hacking, dialogue options, technical ability pretty much speaks for itself. It increases your armor amount, increases crafting ability, proficiency with tech weapons, and it opens you things, new, new trees and dialogue. And then you have the cool stat, which is described as how, how well you hold up in dicey situations. This is your self-control and willpower. So improves your stealth, how fast NPCs notice you, you crit hit damage, improves effect resistances, and how good of an assassin you are. So at this oh. yeah. So at this point, you get to put all of your little points in. I don't remember how many to give you um, from the beginning, but I'm pretty sure all I put of most of mine. points. Pretty sure I put most of mine into body and reflex because I wanted to have lots of health for my face tanking with my rifles, handguns, and blades. But the but the different three paths that you choose at the beginning didn't automatically like put extra points in any one of those. Oh, I ones. don't know. I don't know okay. if it did that or not. But I know so I had the opportunity there, to like. Not sure. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I haven't read anything about that, and I've read this Night City guide from top to bottom, but. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Cool. So then the demo starts off. So I guess, like, if you're worried about the prologue getting a little spoiled for you, I'm going to keep it as vague as possible. But for reasons that I I feel like, the, again, the demo did a really good job at integrating mechanics in a very natural way that some of this I'm going to talk about. So, just, like, don't worry. I'm not spoiling that much. Not only that, I feel like the prologue is going to be, like, a scratch of the surface. Oh, like, dear. Oh, that's so. an understatement. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So because I played as a nomad, I chose, well, I didn't play as, I chose as my life path i began in the badlands and something had happened to my car and i was in a mechanic shop and so for those of you who don't know cyberpunk 2077 takes place in california and you have night city but all around night city you have the badlands which is this big vast barren wasteland where you have you know like a worn down road and you have a few trailers along the side and that's more or less the setting of the Badlands. There's like old wrecks that clearly no one cares about. It's just like think about like Borderlands. It's very like dusty. It's like Barstow yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany says yeah. She has no idea what I'm referring to. <laughs> I just smile and nod. No. Just smile and nod. Basically, on. like like it feels like from the images I saw, it just feels like outskirts Los Angeles, like the outskirts of the metro. Like when you're like beyond. Like Palm Springs, they're like on your way to Coachella, but you're not quite there. And you're like, ooh, this is kind of grimy. What happened? Any grimy. So I believe that geographically it takes place. It's between L.A. and SF around San Jose. I think that's like where this all is. San Jose is not in between. Well, that's what I read on the Wikipedia, you know, so it's like I do what I can. Between L.A. and SF, San Jose is like is like deep is deep silicone valley so uh, i would probably it's, it probably feels like more like grapevines like 
like central California where you're traveling along the five and there's just like yeah, dust like and trees cows. for miles. Yeah. Yes, yeah. pretty it much. Just it just smells like manure cows the whole time. Mm. Yeah, that sounds okay. Right. okay. Continue. Okay. So uh, something had happened to my car and I needed, I was at a mechanic shop and that's basically all I know. I was heckled by a sheriff for a little bit. I finally got my ass out of the mechanic shop and I made my way to a radio station. So I probably could have gotten out of the car and looked around and chatted with people, but I know I didn't have that much time. But um, as you are driving, you do see people alongside the street who have little blue triangles over their head. And then I think that means they have conversations or something that you could, that they could that they would say to you if you were to stop and get out. But alas, I did not. So I got to the radio tower and I talked to someone that was from my old clan because when you chose the nomad path, you have, I think, just recently left your clan and you're on your own. And I called a person named Willie McCoy and I was like, yo, Willie, I know I left, but I need some help. I need some deets. Like, I don't know where my client is and I need to find them because they have the car I'm supposed to transport and I need my money. And Willie's like, fine, I'll help you again. Your client is Jackie Wells. And so then I'm like, okay, cool. So then I need to drive to Jackie Wells, it, it, his his farm, which is essentially a trailer. I don't know why they called it a farm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, Anywho. don't you judge Jackie's trailer farm? Jackie's trailer Maybe farm grows basil in the corner. You don't know. <laughs> you know what, Sam? I should not be shaking. I feel targeted because I have a basil plant. She's judging me. Andrew, my you're a farmer. Farm. I didn't know you were a farmer. That's so cool. Congratulations. Thanks, Wait, but Brittany, actually, you you went through the character attributes, but you didn't actually say how you built your character. So I'm curious to know if you built more dialogue heavy, if you were like, I'm going to try and build as beefy of a character as possible. I did, did but I think Skype cut me out. So I mostly put my... So she did mention she built it as a face tank. Yeah. So I put most of mine into reflex and body because I wanted to be able to face tank while using rifles and weapons and whatnot. I did put some into technical ability and I believe later on that gave me options to use, which looked like a little like a mechanical dialogue option because I passed the check. But anywho. Cool. So um, in the top right corner, and this is just something I love is a little like map, but it does tell you where you need to go. It's a very like detailed, like path of you follow this. You're going to end up where you got to go, which I love so much because I don't have time to get lost in this world. Thank you very much. And so then I went and talked to Jackie. So for those of you who don't know who Jackie is, he, you've seen him in all the trailers so far. He's just a big dude. He has a nice little like black ponytail and he often speaks Spanish. So in cyberpunk, you have automatic, you have, uh, like personal translators, I guess is what you would call it. It's a chip that you have in your system and you can automatically understand Spanish and Japanese. Uh, my understanding is as you progress and you run into different languages, you're going to have to upgrade your translation chip so you can understand what people are saying. But I'm thinking at this point, Jackie technically is speaking nothing but Spanish, but because of little translation, we can understand everything he's saying. So the interesting thing about Jackie is depending on which life path you choose, he's going to have a different story in himself. Uh, if you choose the corporate path, I think he's like a ex-coworker or a co-worker of yours. Um, if you choose the street kid path, he's someone who kind of wrongs you, but you guys have to join up. But in my case, in the nomad path, he is uh, someone who needs cargo transported, and I'm the person to do it with him. So you meet up with him, and you chat with him. And so the way the dialogue works is that you just have, I mean, it, it, I'm trying to think of a game that does it exactly like this, uh, kind of like the outer worlds in a sense where it's just like lines of dialogue and you get to choose what you want the top line will progress the conversation the lines underneath that will just kind of give you more details there are more instances where you'll have about five seconds to make a snap decision or you can just say nothing and the game will just pick a, cho- uh, a choice for you 
Then we, I'm trying to see what I can skip over here. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so we tr- are transporting the cargo and we have to get over the border to do this. Jackie is very nervous during all this. We have to stop by border control, patrol rather, and we cross over. But of course, shit goes down. Things are wrong. Whoa. And at this instance, I had my first taste of combat in the game, which is vehicular combat. It's, oh no! Oh, Ooh, but uh, don't you like vehicular no. combat? Vehicular, I like it in twisted metal. Eh, eh, no, it's great. no me gusta. No, and like uh, just so you know, Brittany, don't feel obligated to like go through all of the narrative details. I feel like everybody will be like just gloss over it and go straight to like the meat. <laughs> I'm getting to the Get, meat. The reason I'm doing yeah. that during this part of it is because this is it. it just makes sense, but. For the, okay. Don't worry, friends. Going forward, I'm not going to get into all the nitty-gritty. So anyway, at this point, you're in vehicle combat. Jackie is driving. It's very straightforward. It's like you lean out of the car. You push LT to aim down. You push RT to shoot. You push X to reload. If you're a passenger, you can use any kind of weapon. If you're a driver, you can only use a handgun because apparently you need a hand to drive the car, which I guess like makes sense. Um, again, auto-drive. <sighs> Where what? is auto-drive? Why can't my genitals drive the car? It's 2077. Or that. If you got a dick big enough, Dude, you should drive the car. Imagine like a dick cyberware mod where it like comes up and it's like, okay, I'm going to drive this for you. And it like wraps around like a snake. Like, then it like. If I have a chip in my head that can tell me somebody, an auto translate, somebody speaking Spanish. And we currently in 2020 have cars that can already drive themselves. I think it's a big miss if this car can't drive itself. That's all I'm going to say. You know what? You're not wrong. But Jackie was driving it for us, so we don't have to worry about it. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. (laughs) Uh, The the, what I did notice about the driving is that there, for me, there is an aim assist, which is really great. And I don't know if that's turned on by default. If that's an option, I'm sure you can turn it off if you don't want it. But it was very, very, very helpful for this person right here. So there, it was an aim assist, and I also noticed when you were aiming down the sights at the reticle moved very slowly, which is again great for me. But I'm sure there's a sensitivity option if you want it to move quicker. You could. But as far as, like, the shooting goes, and I'll talk about this a little bit later when I get into tutorial, um, it it felt like a shooter. Like, it, it, it shot. It wasn't obviously, like, they're not going for the bungee level of Destiny here by any means, or Call of Duty, right? But it, it was good enough, yeah. and it worked for what this game is. Um, okay, well, so... Also, like, I think there's no need to analyze the gunplay right now, because that is also something that is going to be polished in the next couple of months before launch. But did you like the guns do the gunplay feel good and fun i'm glad you asked because that's my next point on this andrea renee good segue i don't know if you meant to do that but you did okay so then the game skips forward in story and then it's like okay we're gonna teach you how to do the things we're gonna teach you how to shoot weapons we're gonna teach you how to hack we're gonna teach you how to have advanced combat and be stealthy so the first thing to teach you is more of the weapons so when you pick up a weapon in this game it shows you dps the damage range the attacks per second if it has any additional perks for example i had a gun that had plus like five to seven additional physical damage and underneath that i noticed there were two um mod slots but yeah as far as like the shooting goes Again, very straightforward. X reload, LT, RT, B to crouch if you're if you have cover in front of you. And maybe it was the aim assist for me that I felt like, yeah, this is good. This is great. This is exactly what's needed. It doesn't have to be fancy pants. It works. And I don't think that a game like Cyberpunk is gonna stand out in the shooting or like the the day to day. No, yeah, like I don't think anybody is playing Cyberpunk for its like no. honestly for its gameplay mechanics, right? Like people are playing Cyberpunk for its world building and for and for its role playing elements, right? Right, and so that's yeah. What I'm getting at is if you're worried because I got a lot of questions. Well, how's the gunplay? 
It's great. It's it's exactly is as good as it needs to be, at least right now, for this game. So don't Did you it. have a chance, because I know you got like four hours, and I'm not sure how much time that is, to like experiment with any of the wackier kind of guns? Because I remember in a few demos they've showed, there are some where like, you can ricochet bullets billiard style. Yeah, so there are three different categories of weapons. For me, I just use this regular, <laughs> the regular weapons in this game, uh, which are the, called the power weapons. So that's just your straight up bullets and gunpowder. There are the smart weapons, which I think are the ones you're talking about, which are described as small handheld launchers for self-guided missiles, which apparently require no aiming. I think that's oh. the one, right, where you can just like aim yeah. around. Yeah, there was no there aiming. Was, it was no just, no aiming. There was a different one where it was like all the I don't know, but. So I think we'll just like maybe put all the gunplay aside because like especially if we're getting more Night City Wire episodes, we'll probably delve more into that. Um, well, tell us the last. Yeah, uh, the, the last, the last thing that is because like you said you had twelve pages of notes. I'm already halfway sh- through. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let yeah. her just. What's the let me type? let me follow my flow. And then there's the tech weapon, which is electromagnetic force generated by magnets that launch proje- that launches projectiles at incredibly high speeds for piercing armor so yeah i think simon that could have been a smart but i don't know what that one was but i know exactly what you're talking sure. about yeah yeah okay and then it teaches you hacking so assuming you meet the hacking requirements you'll need to solve a mini game which is something that i have never really seen in a game before but i'll talk about that in a sec so hacking allows you to upload one or multiple programs to whatever is your hacking so if you in this tutorial for example there's an enemy watching the big screen you push lb this activates your scanner it shows you all of the things that can be interacted with in that particular area not just things that can be hacked it'll show you um hackable objects, job-related items, interactive objects, and enemies. And they're all color-coded, so you'll know what you're looking at. And so what you do is you push RB while you have LB selected. Hold down LB. It'll show you you can hack. Hover your cursor over the thing you want to hack. Press RB. It'll open up a quick hack menu. And in order to hack, you have to have these things called memory points. And this is a skill that you can increase as you level up, obviously. Uh, For example, I wanted to do a hack called distract enemies because I wanted to distract that guy and then go up behind him and punch his face. Mm-hmm. But to do that, it required three out of five hacking points. And I only had five, which, look, okay, that was enough, and that was sufficient. So I hacked the thing, I went up behind him, and I punched him. That's, like, your basic hacking 101. But then where it gets a lot trickier is there were a couple of enemies in front of me, and apparently I was able to hack enemies because I'm assuming they have components in them, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Sure. So I needed 13 memory points to do this hack, which was going to be using the call-in hack, which calls everyone to one particular area, and then detonate grenade, which attacks the target's neural cyberware, causing them to activate a grenade and hold it until it explodes. Yikes. That seems really not not nice. That seems like a major fault of these cybernetic companies that they would allow it to be hacked like that. That Turns out when you're all online, shit's bad. That's why I would never get them. Yeah. Just saying. Um, you can't ha- you can't trick me into blowing myself up. See, you're smart, Simon. That's why you would live in this world. So if you find that you don't have enough memory points, what you can do is this hack called Breach Protocol. And this is where that little mini game comes in. Once I was successful with that, I was I then had enough memory points to cause the person to hold a grenade and it exploded. And it was pretty fucking funny. I didn't realize at the time what had happened, and then I was like, oh, that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, stealth is pretty straightforward. You push B to crouch. If an enemy sees you, he has a little indicator that pops above their head, and then you hide behind a wall, and then you're good to go. And you can highlight enemies by pushing LB with your scanner. You can click on the left stick to, to mark it, them. And it I'm- feels like... I'm, I don't mean to cut you off here, Brittany, you're but good. like... It feels like you're describing in detail like a lot of competing gameplay systems. It feels like there's almost too much happening. 
I, I feel f- like the point is though that you pick a style and you roll with it. You yeah, it's all there's a lot of systems in this game because the whole point of this is you it kind of goes back to that tabletop aspect of where Cyberpunk 2077 comes from is you mm-hmm. can create your character that you want and I'm going to get into that in the skills here in just a second. But okay. uh, yeah. Okay, so stealth pretty straightforward and then there's physical melee. Then you have your attribute and perk point distribution because you level up. And this is, I think, what I'm most excited about. And this kind of goes into what we were just talking about, about all these competing systems and how you can really build this customizable character. So like I said earlier, you have the five attributes. You have body, reflex, intelligence, technical ability, and cool. And each one of those can be leveled up to 20. So if you want to get real good at one, you can. But what's exciting is that each one of those attributes have skill tree, or they're called perk trees, rather. Perk trees attached to every single one of them. So when you level up, you get attribute points and perk points. So for example, if I wanted to be a face tank, which is something I really wanted to do, I'm probably going to put a lot of my attribute points and perk points into body. Did you play Skyrim? Huh? Elder Scrolls? Have I you did. played in Elder Scrolls? So would you... Uh, and the reason why I bring Skyrim up is because when I think of RPGs that have like really deep, vast skill trees that have a lot of different like branches, like mm-hmm. I immediately think Elder Scrolls, would you compare like how vast the depth of the skill tree in Elder Scrolls is to what CD Projekt Red is trying to do with Cyberpunk? So it's been a while since I've played Skyrim, but I do remember being incredibly impressed with all of the things you could do. And I would say that if someone were to ask, like, besides Cyberpunk, what was the last game that had such in-depth customization? It would be Skyrim. So it's definitely been a very long time since I've seen any game like this before that offers... Well, it's been a long time since I've seen a game that offers this kind of customization. That... Cool. Helps answer your question. And again, intelligence has different hacking you can work on. It's cool, different kind of perks you can fixate on, like your stealth. And if you want to be cool and work on your cold blood, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. I want to be cool. Yeah. And so it's just really awesome. And this is why I think there is, you know, a hacking mechanic. There is a melee. There's a weapon. There's shooting. It's because you can really tailor your character to be whatever you really want it to be. Because you have all these different perks and attributes that you can focus on, which... I think is fucking phenomenal. I love that. I think a lot of folks are worried about making a game where you can create a broken character. And I get it. I understand it. But I, lo- I love the, the But it's here. also kind of fun to make a broken character. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? I want to like, be like broken in a good way where you're just like steamrolling everybody. I want to be like a face tank that can hack really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I always, I always put all my points into dialogue. Always. Yeah. So I do that too. That's interesting because there was not like one particular option to in- just increase your dialogue that I noticed. Granted, there was like hundreds and hundreds of perks. But some of the specific attributes, I think it was intelligence and reflex and cool probably had – they were the ones that did mention different dialogue options. It says this will also increase your dialogue tree or something like that. And then you do get street cred. And your street cred will go up by completing contracts, open world activities, and by completing bounties, put on enemies. And this is important because when you go to Ripper Docs, which is what I'm going to talk about next, you can get better upgrades for your cyberware. But you'll only get the upgrades if you have a certain number of street cred? Only some of, yeah, so some of the cyberware requires that you have a certain level of street cred. Mm -hmm. If you're not cool enough, Simer, you can't get that really cool optical. Wow, that's kind of weird. I don't, yeah, I I don't know why that is. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that if it were, if it were applicable to real life. Like yeah. the doc, like the plastic surgeon is like, no. Sorry. No, you're not cool enough for you're that. You're not I'm cool sorry. enough to get the thing you want. It's yeah. like a Black Mirror episode. It does. Uh, like, yeah, it does a little bit. Is your 
social status high enough? How many stars do you have? Oh my god, that was such a crazy episode. Anyway, yes, awful. Right. Um, no, but like, tell us about the Rippers. Okay. The one thing that we haven't talked about and that I probably should have brought up at the very beginning is like you've been giving an incredible amount of detail. And I want to make sure we're cognizant that people maybe want some info, but maybe don't want all of the details. So she's not giving any info that's not like spoilery. She's just given a lot of play by play. That's I, true, but I don't know what's coming next, which is why I'm just giving you that. Oh, that's, that's why I'm just saying that now. That's all. Okay. Continue. So the Ripper Docs. So these are, think of them like Simon was saying, like a plastic surgeon or someone who can modify your character. I would say overall between your frontal cortex, your circulatory system, your immune system, your nervous system, there's 18 to 20 different cyberwares that you can have uh, put on your person. And you have active cyberwares, you have triggered cyberwares, and you can just have passive if that's what you want. Yeah. So, so like Steinberg was talking about, the Mantis Blade is one of them. And I believe nice. that is a triggered or an, or an active, sorry, where you have to do something to, to activate it. So it's described as installed in the arm slot, a powerful melee upgrade giving V blades which spring from the forearms. So you, you know, doesn't seem dangerous at all. Love it. That's no, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure you would never accidentally cut yourself. Nope. Um, then let's see. Let's go for some things. So then the quest that takes place is the one um, called the pickup or something like that. Uh, anyway, it's a quest. And the, the thing you have to know about it is that there are like three or four different ways that you can finish this. Obviously, I don't want to go into the what those ways are, even though I know them, because I think it's fun to figure that out for yourself. But unfortunately, with the time I had in the demo, I didn't have the option to explore all the optional parts of the quest. So there were some sure. characters that I didn't get to meet, like Meredith Stout, who was part of, I think, the E3 2019 demo. So this quest was the E3 2019 demo. So if you've seen mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. yeah, you know all the different ways you can go about it, which is... Which I believe is, they re- they released that publicly around Gamescom. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's always really cool to play that myself and kind of figure out, like, which way I want to go about this. And if I wanted to try to talk my way out of it or bribe my way out of certain situations, or if I wanted to try to face tank. Spoilers, I just face tanked because nothing went according to plan. But it works. It worked for me yeah. just fine. Okay, so then the other thing that Cyberpunk talked about today and revealed is the brain dancing mechanic. And so like we've already said, if you've played Detroit Become Human, you're kind of familiar with this. It's kind of like an investigative recording that you can fast forward or rewind and look into it. Um, Tacoma and Fulbright's game also had something sort of similar. So this is described as an advanced neural technology that allows for human memories and emotions to be recorded, edited, and played back by users of a simple headset. And so you'll use this mechanic to gain knowledge, information, and clues regarding the important characters or items. So I think we all saw the um, heist brain dance from the thing today. So I got to do a different one at one point, and this was an optional thing. But I (gasps) Did you get to do a porn one? Kai, not well. Mm, I didn't see any dick or anything like that. Mm. Didn't get to. I didn't get to get it on. You saw no genitalia. No genitalia, unfortunately. No wizard sleeves for Brittany. I'm so sad about it. But this one was. <laughs> I was someone who was trying to. I was trying to infiltrate a penthouse suite to find an item, and to do this, I was using the memory of a woman who was there to have a good time with a man who lived there. And so when you start a brain dance, you can watch it all from first-person perspective, or you can switch to editing mode, which lets you kind of float around the room and see what's happening all around. Because the idea of a brain dance is it's recording everything around you, whether you see it yourself or not. It just picks up the audio, the visual, etc. 
Right. Um, yeah. So it's like a nanny cam in your head. Like a what cam? A nanny cam. Ex- yes, Timer. You got it. A nanny cam. It's a nanny cam for cyberpunks. So you mm-hmm. have three different levels of uh, brain dance that you can filter through. You have the visual, you have the thermal, and the audio. So if you want to focus on just trying to find things that are making noises, you want to turn on the audio filter. Thermal and visual, pretty self-explanatory as well. So in this case, I and the thing about editing mode is you can't get too far away from the person that who you're experiencing the memories through, and it'll bring you right back. It's like, no, no, it doesn't work that good. Sorry, you can't like mm. wall hack through the entire game. Um, so in this case, Damn. what I had to do is find out where the location of a thing was, and you just essentially you know, there was a few optional things you could do to gather additional information. That when you walk in, the guy is having a teleconference on his big TV. You walk in. He's like, I'm going to change this to my phone only so you can't hear or see what's happening. So at that point, you can hack the phone and listen to the other side of the conversation. Um, As he walks away, he will drop a pamphlet of information. You scan that. You learn about where this item might be located. And then voila, you have all the information you need to complete the quest successfully in the real world. Huzzah! Huzzah! And I mean, I thought it was a pretty... Uh, the, the tutorial and the, how it showed it today during the stream felt pretty long, and it was kind of yeah. slow. And even when I was doing it myself, I'm like, okay, I feel like I don't need. We're like, like, I get it, I get it. I don't need you to. to yeah, this like, isn't necessarily new. Talk in video down games. to me about this. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, we've done this mechanic before. It's fine. I got it. I understand yeah, how it works. exactly. Um, so I'm still kind of on the fence. I think it's a cool idea, and I'm with you, Simon, that I kind of like the investigative side of it. Yeah, but, I always think it's fun. Yes, but if it if it continues to feel kind of tedious, then it's it could be a little sure. off-putting. I think it'll be most fun if they use it in optional scenarios where you know that you don't have to do it, but if you do, you might get additional information that will help you solve a quest successfully. Like, I think or, that, like, get, like, an extra thing or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that that could be a good implementation of it. And then the final thing is just, and this is where I get into how I feel about it, is Night City as a whole. So, unfortunately, because I didn't have as much time as I wanted to explore Night City, and because that's what I think I'm most excited about at this point, and I think probably what yeah, most people are. Yeah, just wandering around, poking yeah. red doors, seeing what's going on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Kind of, like, wander around and get a feel of, you know, what does it feel like to actually just chill in this city and get a feel of the culture of the city because the the quest the the demo itself was like move on from like point a to point b to point c and then boom demo's over and i maybe i mismanaged my time but i try to get through the story and i didn't get to you know whatever um but what i did read from miranda sanchez of ign because she actually didn't do all the main quests she just kind of spent her time exploring i think because ryan did the quest, so they're able to tag team it. So Miranda said, It's worth noting that you can't enter every building, but I was able to access far more nooks and alleys than I would have normally expected. Granted, there isn't always a ton to do in each of these places. Sometimes that was because my low level prevented me from engaging in higher level encounters, but I could almost always loot something, chat with strangers, or help an NPC being threatened by another. I even found a nice sniper rifle and rare crafting materials on a quiet rooftop after taking an oh. elevator. That's nice. Yeah. I love finding a good sniper rifle. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it sounds like, you know, you're going to be able to go. It, it kind of reminds me of like Kamarocha from Yakuza. It's kind of like the feeling I get when I'm playing sure. this game. Yeah. It's like a glorified. Because of the neon. <clears throat> yeah. non, Non-Yakuza person. What does that mean? Just Have the a feel of it. Like there's a lot of lights. There's a lot of like. It, so it has like a very distinct atmosphere. Kabukicho is like the red light district in Japan, if you're unfamiliar. Think of like Las Vegas slash Kabukicho. And that's actually how one of the, I think it's the Haywood district is described. It's one of these. Um, so but, it's like a wall market in Final Fantasy VII. There you go. Perfect. 
Great example. I have a Japan game reference did for you me. Did you just say Japan? Japan, you did so Andrea, good. Andrea, you may be a little drunk. I've had too much whiskey. It's been a hard week, Steimer. It's okay. Long. I forgive you. <laughs> it's it's okay. just funny. Uh, so it's I Westbrook. meant to say Japanese and it came out as Japan. I'm sorry. We okay? all pick up what you're putting down. I'm not down. a perfect host. I fuck up too, everybody. <laughs> okay. You are um, beautiful. Continue. So, uh, so I think like what I was saying earlier is, and I think we, we all agree on this, is people aren't coming to cyberpunk for the shooting or the walking and the blah, blah, blah. But this game oh, is the good. Walk. The walking, the walking. Cause that's I like, I'm you. thinking like, how do I describe this oh, game? Like it walk, you walk like a fucking normal video game. You look around like a normal video game. You I shoot like a normal video game. Like nothing about that. Walks like a duck, out. quacks like a duck. It's a duck. It's I a video game. I don't everybody. think we need you to describe the locomotion of the video game. <laughs> I mean, I can, if you want, you seem to like the no, descriptions. No, I'm dropping I told for the past you, I want your minutes. feelings. I want your feelings. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So, when you so I think where this game is really going to stand out obviously is like we said story characters blah 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 unfortunately during my gameplay while I had a wonderful time and I think all the characters are incredibly animated I didn't get to experience what I think is most to me anyway most attractive about this game which is just the culture of the city itself of the world itself I want to see the districts I want to see how alive this game feels when you're not rushing from mission to mission. And like I yeah. said, four hours in a game like this, which is CD Projekt Red is describing as a 50 to 60 hour game, you don't even scratch the surface. Like that's not Absolutely. even, not even, not even enough. And because I was playing on GeForce Now, it didn't look anything like it looked in the trailer, but that's because of technical issues. That's definitely not something of with course. the game. Yeah, trying to compress it and stream it over to you is much different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's it's that hard thing of like, I would say I had a fantastic you, time with it. Yeah, I was about to say where you're like interested, you wanted to continue learning more, you wanted to keep playing. I, I have no complaints. Maybe the inventory screen was a little clunky, but I mean, mm. if anyone's played a Witcher game, you know, it's kind of... In- so inventory UI, not not drastically improved. It, so far, it's not good. There's just a lot going on. There's a lot happening sure. on that screen. Uh, but I mean, obviously, yeah, like, like you said, I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to keep experiencing. I felt great while I played it. I had a good time. I have no major complaints. All the systems seem to work very well, very intuitive, very you felt like you got to play the way you wanted. Like, I, Cause you, again, you're like, you're, you felt your face tank build worked out fine, just fine. in all the missions. You <laughs> yeah, played. it did. It did work fine. And I think a lot of that was because I noticed that the mi- main missions that you would do it wasn't scaling to your level, but you could tell the demo had been set up in a way that you would never be underleveled. So mm. I was able to just use my pistol and use aim assist and pop bitches in the head. And I was able to like run behind a wall. Things were getting a little out of, out of hand and my health would regen because that was a perk that I had uh, spent points on. And I had no problem face tanking and offing people. And that was just, but you don't have to play that way, right? You can stealth your way yeah, out of no, it. I, peaceful. I won't play face tank because that's not what I do. But I, yeah, that, that's, I'm glad that you're like, I picked picked a path and it did actually work because i think that that's definitely a thing any of these games where customization is such a strong suit of it is like mm-hmm. can i make a character that actually doesn't work right hopefully hopefully not <laughs> yeah and that's something that cd project red is working really hard on is making a system where all these traits really blend together and unfortunately i didn't have enough time to experience with all of the hacking and i think that's something i would love to spend more time with because i think it's really fun the things you can do like make a character hold a grenade and have it ignite. yeah like yeah when i saw like the the old i think it was e3 last year or whatever i don't remember whatever point they released this but some of the hacking stuff did look really interesting and fun so i feel like i kind of know where my build will end up at yeah. some point but we'll we'll see i may need to tweak it as i go but yeah. I did drive a little bit 
And I will say, I'm not the best driver in games. So just for me to say, because I was reading again more previews, and a lot of people are like, oh, the driving's so bad. I'm like, well, it's typical for me. I ran over a bunch of people. I ran into a bunch of buildings. I ran into a bunch of poles. I tried not to, but I did. I did notice after I hit a few pedestrians that I did have the police after me. I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how that mechanic works, because I was just talking to MJ and my mic. I'm like, I wonder how many people I can run over before I get in trouble. And then sure as shit, like this little thing popped up, and it was like. And that was like. Oh. You have the police after you. Get the hell out of here. And I was like, all right. And I did. And, and you're like, but like, I'm going to have to murder more people to chase, to get away from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> because that's I'm not a good GTA. driver. It really is. But that's that's part of why I'm like, can you just please make an auto drive? Like, please. So, so Britt, like, uh-huh. I know that I've gotten on you a couple of times here for getting too into the finites, to the specifics of the game. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> sure. Um, the reason I do that is because I think I would love some more high level impressions from you. And the reason I say that is because like, I think that you have a very unique perspective on these types of games, knowing that you in the last six months have gone like deep down the Yakuza rabbit hole and Yakuza as a franchise is really known for more of their open-world gameplay, their urban gameplay, their ability to create an immersive urban city experience with lots of different, vibrant, competing factions and mini-games and all of that, right? So they've created this really robust experience. And like when I watched The Night City Wire, the thing that came to me right away was like, wow, this feels more like a like the next evolution of what Grand Theft Auto was trying to do with GTA Online. Say like Rockstar did such an amazing job of making the world of GTA 5 feel like it was like authentic and realized and had these unique perspectives, right? But I feel like there was like this mingling of those styles between what, you know, different urban franchises that do open world gameplays have done and I would love to kind of hear from you of son who is, has played some of these games, like where you think cyberpunk is going to fit into that. Do you think that cyberpunk could potentially like usurp the style of GTA? Obviously, like from two hours of playing a huge game like this, I think just the reality is like you can't really make a definitive super op-ed about how this game feels and how it's going to turn out and what it's going to be because there just hasn't been enough time. I think my main takeaway from this is – I get the foundation. I see what they're trying to do, particularly with character customization. And so far, it seems that it works and it seems that it fits. I think now what we want and what I want is just to be let loose in this world and see how it all comes together. Do the mechanics get old after 20 to 30 hours? Does the novelty wear off? Does it become too repetitive? And those are just the questions that I frankly can't answer right now. Of course. And I'm not And I'm not asking you to. I think... What I was really looking for was, do you see the potential? And I think like a lot of people, like we even talked about this. I think we had an episode like a month ago that was like, is cyberpunk going to live up to the hype or is it worth the hype? You know, and it's like, I think that's something a lot of people are talking about with their audiences of, is there too much hype for this game for CD Projekt Red to overcome? Like, has there been too long? And like, when you drop a trailer with someone like Keanu Reeves, like, you're going to, like, shoot the hype bomb up no matter oh. what you do, right? Like, 
And so it's like, can do, from what you played, and like, we're not asking you to give a review on the game when it launches. Clearly, like, they're going to do work on the game. But from what you played, do you think that there's potential for them to live up to the hype machine that is currently CD Project Red's Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think the foundation has been set. I haven't seen anything right now that would make me think otherwise. The, the quests that I've experienced have been really well orchestrated. The character conversations have been super immersive and believable. All the voice acting is great. All the character models look great. I mean, they're not like on Tilu 2 level, but I don't think really that's what CD Projekt Red is going with this. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, like everything I've seen so far, I have seen nothing that would lead me to believe that this game isn't worthy of the hype that everyone has generated from the E3 trailers that we've seen so far. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's there. I think the hype is warranted and... Like I said, it's just going to take some time into the game to know if it if it really works. This is such an ambitious game, and there's so much. And I'm sure that there are so many different mechanics that we haven't even learned about yet that are going to come into play, and so many new different tw- plot twists and turns, and how is Keanu going to play a role in this? I think I have it figured out. I think I know where he comes into play now. I'm like kind of putting the lore together here. But I think it's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, to answer your question. I think it's worthy of the hype. I think there's there's nothing that I've seen that would make me think otherwise. So, I think our hype is well placed, friends. I think you know, with some inventory, maybe polish and some. But and here's another thing I talked about. I didn't encounter the only bug I encountered during my demo was I was supposed to pet a cat, but the cat was invisible, so I pet oh. the air. How dare you not pet the cat? I tried to she pet the cat, pet Andrea, the cat. but the cat turned into air. I don't know how it happened. It, it was like, eh, you know, I bug. was walking into a building, in City. and I got this option to pet something, and I'm like, okay, well, this could be interesting, and then it said, pet the cat, <laughs> and, then, and I tried, and then it, I, I pet the air, and that was very sad. Brittany, thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking you for playing Cyberpunk. You're welcome. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you, you're all welcome. I had, uh, was a great time. Um, thank you for your in-depth report. <laughs> Our correspondent, Brittany Brabaka. I'm excited. Steimer's excited. We're all excited for Cyberpunk. I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I hope it's going to be great. It looks like it's going to be great. Yes. Oh, boy. That was intense. I think it's time to go have some food. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back on Monday for What's Good Games Live and then on Tuesday for our special GameSpot charity live stream. So join us. We'd love to see you. Have a great weekend. Play some games. Relax. Get some sleep. Take care of yourselves. And be nice to one another. And as our friends at Kind of Funny say, be better to each other. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>